All right, and I think we're recording. Welcome to RPG Cast Special E3 2016 Edition. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with my E3 away team crew. First off, I've got Pascal Takaya, right? Yes, hi. Talk to the people. Hello, people. How are you? I hope you're doing well. Give them some German. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nein. Also, here's Zach Wellhouse. Hello. Hello. Ah. You're still not getting over that one. Tricked me out on that one. <laughs> and Zach Webster. Yeah, that's me. Um, Pascal Takaya, you may see under the nickname of Squiggy Leo. Which is, I'm still trying to get over that nickname. <laughs> Zach Wellhouse is Zach. <laughs> yep. At Zach RPG on Twitter, and uh, if you go to the bio page, which is apparently on our website, I'm still listed as Nekobasu, although... You forgot that page existed. <laughs> I'm going to update it someday. All right, good. I got some pictures that, that, from the that's show. That's the running joke, isn't it? I'm going to update it someday. Zach Webster would be known as Scion in the nickname yeah. department. I'm Sabin1001 in the nickname department. I need to drop that 1001. Guys, E3's over. We made it. Woo! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now we are here in a room with the air conditioning turned off to take to take all our impressions. See that the, the that's how we know this thing won't go too long. The air is off. <laughs> so when we're all like dead, passed out, one of us will reach over and hit the stop button, and we're free. Right? I thought this was some kind of like kinky kinky thing, like a bonding experience. It's a strip podcast. Four dudes on a couch turn off the AC like a, and see what happens. See who, who the audience gets the nothing out of a strip podcast. Though. <laughs> the audience is saved in a strip podcast. Fair point. So we've spent seventeen weeks here in Los Angeles. How's, how many days has it been? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Longer That's days. five days, right? Of press conferences. Sure. Okay, well, let's, let's... Standing in lines. Standing in lines, and then standing in more lines. Okay. All right, I'll open it up, because I, I, I took part in the first event of any of us, right? Okay, I stood in line for a Bethesda press conference for a very long time, and it was a very poorly managed Bethesda line. <laughs> the press conference went okay. It was very warm. The seats were very uncomfortable. They gave us popcorn and a bottle of water, so that's good at least. And then I watched Adam um, and Morgan of X-Play fame, which is a show that's long dead, um, host a press conference where I don't remember anything from. They announced um, a new kit for Fallout 4, right? Yeah, and you weren't excited about Nuka World? Nuka World, yes, the, the last piece of story content for Fallout 4. I'm excited for that. That looks cool. It takes place in an old, uh, a pre-war theme park based on Nuka-Cola. So that, that's all they, they showed, though. Like, yeah, it was just one <laughs> teaser image. So yeah. who knows what that means. Look That'll be cool. It was, yeah. it was a nice image, it's at least. Just an in-game postcard you can find. $15, please. It's $15. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> And then they announced other stuff like um, build your own vault and manage the settlers in the vault. So they're bringing Fallout Shelter into the game, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I just don't have that level of interest in Fallout 4. Was anything else of interest? Uh, yeah. Elder Scrolls Legends was announced, was talked about more. It's in beta. I played it um, after that. Are you going to break out the thumb screws if we talk about non-RPG? I don't care. Go for it. Because Zach and I watched it here on online, and I think I think we agreed like afterwards, like, um, 
that there wasn't a lot of greatly interesting things, but um, I think uh, what I found the most interesting in that uh, whole press conference was We Happy Few. Yeah. And it got a lot of buzz on the show floor over the next couple of days. So that's a Bethesda game? Well, uh, published by Bethesda. I'm, I thought that was at Microsoft's Microsoft show. Well, it was at the... Uh, Microsoft. Yeah, it was press at the conference? It was at the booths. But at uh, the press conference, I feel pretty sure it was on uh, the Bethesda. Okay. No. No, because well, it wasn't at the Bethesda area. It was in Microsoft's area. Bethesda brought you great things like the announcement of nothing for Elder Scrolls Online. And uh, Skyrim Remaster. For, uh, oh, Skyrim the, Remaster. You asked yeah. for it. We give it to you. Skyrim with all the mods built in and all the expansion packs you already bought. Yeah. So, but fairly, if you already own all that stuff on PC, you just get the new version, but, which is awesome. It like it's awesome, but like those are the people who don't need a remastered version. Or are they the people <laughs> who all they do is play Skyrim, so they do want a remastered version. It's the I mean, people who deserve a remastered version. Yes, it's the people who deserve one. You yeah, get what enough, you deserve. I, you spend all that money, you get it. You, you, you the mods don't cost sold. them. Yeah, okay. Yes, but <laughs> these are mods hopefully implemented more stably or with better performance because I, it's part of the game? I, I guess. I mean, one of the I'm mods was God Rays, all right? You can't go wrong with God Rays. <laughs> I'm just assuming that at this point, some mods for Skyrim have been like in development longer than Skyrim was in development. Like it, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or I, about actually, that amount of time. That's kind of the thing. In order to, re- to play Skyrim again, I need to reinstall Skyrim. Find all the old mods at the version they were at when I was playing Skyrim, put it in there, take all my loot out of the underground Dovokin Fortress mod I was using, because otherwise I'm going to have no stuff, because I stored it all there. So I have to rescue all my loot out of that mod, and then I can put it into the one, the later, the hearth, what's it called, the hearthwarming hearth mod? Fire. Hearthfire. Hearthfire yeah. that they released for Skyrim, where you're supposed to put all your stuff. So I need to go rescue it, and then I put it in a hearth home, and then hopefully, since they say the mods of the uh, the current mods are going to be compatible with the new game, which I think is crazy because like the current mods are in the new game, so why they need to be compatible? But I'm hoping my save file will also be compatible, and I can finish my Skyrim adventure. <laughs> but I have to go through all. I have to go on an adventure to play my adventure. It's a lot of work. It is <laughs> to just start over. <laughs> We'll All start. I want to know is, are the dragons going to shout, ooh, yeah, in Randy Savage's voice? Because that, that was the <laughs> that, best that mod. Might, that might be, there might be some copyright issues You don't issues think that mod's going to make it in? Uh, <laughs> is there anything else in Bethesda that matters? Elder Scrolls yeah. Legends, right? Yeah, oh. I looked at my notes. I don't know why I didn't before. Um, notes are good. You're, you're right. It wasn't We Happy Few, but it was uh, the one I thought was the most uh, Prey. Prey? Yeah. Oh. That looked good. It was just a teaser, though. We have no idea how that plays. It's a teaser, though. Uh, the the most interesting thing for me is uh, Chris Avalon's writing for it. Here, he's on the project as a writer, which means it'll be well written, if nothing else. Uh, but yeah, there's we don't have any gameplay to go off of. So cool. And um, the Elder Scroll Legends was a card game. It's not like it was announced there, but I did get to play it after the press conference. It feels like Hearthstone, like very, very close to Hearthstone, um, except it has two lanes, a left lane and a right lane. And so you have to manage, you know, you can put creatures down in one lane and set up guards to block there, but then your opponent could put down creatures in the other lane and attack you through that. So you have to manage both sides of the board. Um, other than that, it felt like Hearthstone. So <laughs> you kind of have a feel for what that is, and I won't belabor it. Um, that's probably all for Bethesda we need, right? Bethesda. Dishonor 2 was uh, was shown there, but um, 
it didn't stand out to me like watch the video and see if that's your thing blood flies lots of blood flies I remember. Dishonored was good yeah, I enjoyed Dishonored it's a it's it's a, it's a light version of the games that came before it but it's that's totally fine the next morning we hit up Microsoft right yeah um I don't remember my I remember green and I remember snow from the ceiling oh yep yeah I felt a little foolish at first wearing my dark glasses inside, but then when they started shining me in the eyes with those lights uh, three, four times... You felt pretty good that Yeah, who's yeah. laughing now? What do they show? Gears of War 4 looked amazing, um, it, but that's all we saw of it was that little te- <laughs> that little walkthrough at the press conference. Is that, that was it, and not really the game that's targeted towards our demographic here. Did they show any RPGs? Scalebound. Scalebound. Oh. And uh, the the Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh like, yeah! Oh no. God! We'll, yeah, we'll get to <laughs> that. Let's talk about scale. Let, let's not talk about that. So good, better looking. We uh, have to work at not talking about the Titan <laughs> fight later, probably. Uh, Scalebound was uh, it looks like Monster Hunter in its cooperative nature, but that's all they showed was a co-op stuff. So I don't really know how it plays single player, but cooperatively, it seemed like you were all working together, take down a giant ass monster by attacking weak points until it exposed further weak points, and then eventually it would go down. Um, it seemed like it gave you more feedback than the standard Monster Hunter fight would give you, and there's more wisecracks from the main character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say too many wisecracks. Yeah. Um, my, my interest in Scalebound uh, comes from the developer Platinum. They make, or they used to make some of the best action games on the market. They're still around and they still make great game, or uh, their action games are still like top of the line, but the recently they've made a lot of licensed stuff that doesn't live up to like Bayonetta or Vanquish or things like that. And I'm kind of hoping Crack uh, that the Scalebound is really their first big AAA game where they have the backing of a major uh, console owner. And I was kind of hoping this would turn out good for them because I, I like the company and it's it it looks fine. It looks a li- and and there's only so much you can tell from like a display demo at a press conference because it's designed to just kind of show off how expensive it looks but uh, I'm hoping for the best for it I wish it were playable on the show floor but it was not and then they did show Final Fantasy 15 um, and what appeared to me to be a very lackluster demo but when we get to our show floor impressions I think we'll talk more about that okay and so, Gwent and Gwent they showed Gwent oh they showed Gwent did they yeah they just very briefly okay. of people cosplaying to play Gwent Okay, well, I mean, I wouldn't cosplay to play Gwent, but I'll play Gwent. <laughs> we did play Gwent. We, I, we did play Gwent. Did, Gwent is great. You won at Gwent, and I, I lost at Gwent. <laughs> so then, and later on, in the, uh, we skipped EAs because none of us went to it. Did they announce anything that mattered? They showed some Mass Effect footage. Mass Effect stuff is, I think, the only thing we missed. It's like some behind-the-scenes Mass Effect stuff, and not really... Nice. Because there, there was one thing of a girl, and I didn't really understand what was happening with that trailer. So something Mass Effect, finding a new place for humanity in a different galaxy or something well, far it, away. Yeah, I thought I th- I, originally when they announced it, I thought the uh, idea was supposed to be that it was going to be like a prequel kind of trilogy that took place when humanity was just reaching all these other species, or a lot earlier on in that sort of timeline. But I, I don't know how it is now. Maybe they. Well, I thought it was that. a. I thought it was a sequel. Okay. Are they I talking trilogy already? Oh. I, I, I'm, I'm just guessing. <laughs> Please don't be. Just and, the game, and then if it's good, make another one. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are not at all like uh, interested in entertaining the thought of another Mass Effect right now. I, not after what they did to 3. 
for me. I just... Uh, my, my opinions on Mass Effect are mixed and complicated, to be sure. Yeah, well, it's a mixed and complicated subject. Yeah. Lots, lots of potential, and I don't think it's yet to live up to that said potential. Listen, the trailer looked like you could get the Mako back, so that's a good sign. That's a step in the right me. direction. Yeah. So, all right. Then, what else do we have? Um, um, the, the PC gaming show. Oh, boy. <laughs> Giant Cop was on there. Giant Cop. Get that pronounce that right giant cop was picking up some weird vr experience where you're a cop managing the citizens of the city did we see anything else there we um, left during that show <laughs> we, were, we registered matter. in the middle of the way yeah we, we didn't see it all the way through but they did talk about some um uh some rpgs vampire tyranny yeah, they showed um, a trailer for Tyranny. We, we, we got some hands on time with Tyranny later Mount, in the show. Mountain Blade 2 was on there. Mountain Blade 2. I mean, they, they did have a, a, a laundry list of, of games a lot. and we didn't But most of it was just, here, watch this trailer. Yeah, yeah. there was there was no like gameplay demonstrations or anything. It was kind of... No, uh, some of... Well, were we didn't watch them. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so if we didn't see them, they don't exist. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Sounds I, good. Yeah. Yeah. So Ubisoft yeah. happened. I have no idea what happened there, except Just Dance 2017, of course, was shown off and announced... Probably a soccer game, and well, South a Park, Ghost Recon game happened. South, South Park, Park was there. Uh, we were we were in the middle of getting registered, and it was getting played on the TVs. At and the I still haven't had a chance Park. to catch up on that video, but South Park and the Fractured Butthole it looks like they're going for superheroes this time instead of Lord of the Rings characters. That's uh, literally all I know because uh, the lines were insane on the show. Yeah, uh, I got I got in with an appointment later, and I'll give my thoughts on. Oh, that. you did? But okay. it, yeah, but it, you know, it, it's it looks in. great. It looks great. All right, it does. Good. Um, we follow that up with Sony. Um, most of us went to Sony. Three of us went to Sony. Yeah. yeah. I, w- uh, Pascal and I uh, barely made it into Sony. The, sh- the show, not even snuck in. Well, we got in at the, on, boxes we got in the, at the last minute. The show had started. We missed. We missed the. Uh, Days Gone announcement, and we showed. Oh, you up. didn't miss it. No. Well, no, we didn't miss it because that game doesn't look that great. But. Um, but uh, we came in no. like halfway through. It looks it's it's uninspired. I'll say that it it, it looks nice. When they closed the show with a w- gameplay demo of Days Gone, I could the amount of deflation in my row of seats was palpable, and yet three rows ahead where like Hip Hop Gamer was, everyone was cheering. It was a weird situation. It, uh, uh, Days Gone doesn't look like a terrible game or anything. It just uh, like too little, too late. I guess is the sort of thing I'm going for. Um, but it's a zombie shooter. Well, I think that'll Woo! that'll cause that deflation right there. No matter what video yeah. you show, zombie anything with zombie at this point might cause some. <laughs> well, disinterest. but that's the thing that surprised me. It was only deflation for some. There's a lot of people in that room. It's I, I and I appreciate the effort they went through of like, hey, we're gonna end on actual gameplay sure. instead of just another free trailer. But they but, could I mean, they could end it on here's more God of War. Which we was a much more we, we yeah you like, missed God of War no we were walking in we caught the very end of like maybe two seconds of, three seconds of the last it. Guardian trailer we missed like the first three shows because we got in so late but we had to wait in you line, should have Christian. gone and watched it on the show floor oh, no, where they were showing oh, it no I did no I, I went back and watched the online thing later the God, God of War, War stuff looks could great. be renamed Dad of War um, oh it is they, it is a just, game they, where yeah. you you do things and your kid gets experience well there's a button dedicated to your kid. That seems like an RPG to me, and we should cover they, it. They have... No, they, they even... Uh, the director... Um, 
Balrog, uh, Corey Balrog, I think. Uh, oh, he's is, back on this? I believe he's, he's from God of War 2. Yep, yo, he's back on this one, and he says the uh, RPG systems are being greatly expanded upon in this one. Okay. So, actually, I like it, 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 we'll see how it pans out, but I, I think it might be worth covering. Cause I'm I, not sure. I, yeah. Are you teaching your kid stuff, or is he going to die after an hour? Are you going to die after an hour, um, and then your well, kid I, has to take I, over? I, I, a, like, I, I, I doubt we're the first people to, to predict this, but uh, someone described it as, like, uh, I mean, because Kratos is just a psychopath from his other games and that was yeah. part of what made them really fun but uh how does uh, he go back to being a family man th- uh, it's been so long since he had a family and he's been through some crap he's been through some shit uh, yeah i mean yeah he um it's uh, someone described it as uh, uh like uh kratos has to teach his son how to be a god and his son has to teach kratos how to be human again oh which was that that's, that's that's good. That's, that's good. good marketing. That's is it's what good that is. marketing. It's yep. good. Like and that's just and that's a good like core of your game because the biggest complaint people have with Kratos is he's just a murdering psychopath. And it's true. Like you I mean, mean like Nathan Drake? I, <laughs> more so than Nathan Drake. Okay. <laughs> but no, God of War looked great. Um, but yeah, actual RPG wise, there wasn't much at Sony's show beyond Horizon, which like it was there last year. It looked great. It was there this year. It looks great. And uh, Final Fantasy XV VR, which looks terrible. Apparently, <laughs> play as prompto. Play, people, play as prompto. Who, people who played it put up impressions that it was terrible. I, and it and Patrick Klepek has an article saying I, and, it was awful. And, and, I, and I believe and I, it. It looks terrible. I believe terrible. it, too. Uh, um, but uh, other than no, that... No, Horizon, they had a playthrough of it, and they showed like actual gameplay. That looked quite good. Yes, it did. Um, very shootery, though. I don't know how RPG... Horizon? The, yeah. With the bow, yeah, I can, I can see. How it was a lot of shooting and weapon usage. Like yeah. it, it felt I mean, more they, like they a Far selling, Cry than it did like an they, RPG. They, they they were always selling it as kind of a bow and arrow type of game, though. Like there wasn't okay. a whole lot of melee. But st- I'm with I, it. I don't care bow and arrow or you know shotgun. It still doesn't seem very RPG ish to me. I th- they're they're selling it as an RPG. Apparently, there's gonna be we we haven't seen any of the really the RPG elements, I guess. But they have been selling it as an RPG, an open world RPG since pretty okay. much day one. Right. Uh, so we'll take their word for it for the time being. I guess when it comes out and it's not an RPG, uh, you can yell at us then. So there's one thing in Ubisoft that I feel sad we didn't see, and Zach just brought it up on his laptop. Star Trek Bridge Crew is a thing. Oh yeah, I saw that today in VR. You have a, a command station, a tactical station, a communications, and engineering. And so one person's dedicated to each thing, and you play online with each other, I think. And at least I hope you can play yeah. online, because getting Otherwise, four people yeah, in no, VR it's, it's not gonna, yeah, <laughs> That's not going to work. That sounds really cool. It does. Um, possibly really bad. There's I, been a few other bridge simulator things. There's like an open source one that can't use the license, obviously. Yeah. There's been another one I think that was licensed and all that, um, but obviously it wasn't VR. Yeah, I would. I don't know. I I would say that uh, there's a lot of stuff in VR that doesn't that pretty much doesn't apply to RPGs since no one's really trying for a VR RPG right now, but. A lot of VR Artemis. stuff that was yeah, yeah it's named Artemis. Yeah. A, a lot of stuff that was, was getting announced for VR looks interesting. I, I didn't get any hands-on time with any VR stuff. No, I, I went over. I'm like, is there any way I can get into to play the Star Trek? And they're like, no, it's full. Like, oh, man, I said, the, hey, that's that was me and Resident Evil yeah. all week because Resident Evil Seven got announced. I got super excited, and then I didn't get to go home and play the demo because I'm here. No. So. <laughs> Anything else in Sony we cared about? Uh, there was a lot of stuff I cared about. Uh, uh, 
a new Spider-Man got announced from Insomniac. The Spider-Man with a trailer that looked interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't see. We'll the see Last Guardian got out. a release date, and so I... When's it out? Uh, October 25th, 2016. I don't believe it. I, I won't believe it until it's in my hands, uh-huh. but when it lands in my hands, I it will be a good day. I mean, Christ, we're getting Final Fantasy 15 this year. Uh, that, that in and of itself is... I was going to talk about 15. Well, Kojima came out. <laughs> And Kojima oh, came oh, out. How do we forget about Death, Death, Death Stranding? Stranding. We? A guy that looks... <laughs> okay, Pascal didn't. Yeah. I, I thought he looked like um, Sean Bean. I was did you Did you he's, totally miss the Norman Reedus connection He's a Norman Reedus. No, the person next to me said it was Norman Reedus from PT. I'm like, what does Norman Reedus have to do with PT? I don't know. I don't watch <laughs> The Watching, Walking Dead, so Norman Reedus did doesn't you not mean hear anything about to PT? me. I did hear about PT. I didn't know that was the actor involved with it. And if I had heard it, I wouldn't have recognized the name then either, because I don't watch The Walking Dead. I don't watch The Walking Dead either. I know him from uh, Boondock Saints. I did shout out when Kojima came on stage, David Hayter was better than um, Kiefer Sutherland, and he didn't acknowledge me. (laughs) Um, I'm worried that Kojima is just, you know, tripping out on working with his uh, favorite actors more than making good games. But Metal Gear Solid Five was a good game. Okay, you're right. <laughs> That's what I hear. It, it, it's not finished, and it has a bad ending, but and a bad story. But it's a great game. And uh, how do you like those Ford bases? And have to. I, have to... Uh, Konami. Okay. <laughs> um, there was one more that I cared about, but I might be by myself on that one, um, which is uh, Detroit. Um, Become human. Oh, that was the Android one. Is yep. that is that Quantic based Dream. off a TV show? Or it is, is that... not. No, that should be that should that should be original. I don't think Quantic Dream has ever done a. Uh, yeah, that didn't look the, Quantic, Quantic, Quantic Dream is the, the company David that Cage. Did, that's uh, the heavy David Cage. rain. So heavy rain yeah, and all um, that. Oh no, Souls. that means this is going to be really disappointing. It's then. it's oh, well, that, see, see that's the thing. He, he hasn't makes... done anything interesting since um um what's it called? Indigo Prophecy. That's the one that people actually like. No heavy no no Indigo Prophecy was the one everyone hates. I, Heavy Rain is the one okay, people like. When I hear people talk about David Cage games, they all talk about Indigo Prophecy is the one they liked. Yeah. And Heavy Rain and the other one and uh, no, Beyond freaking, two, what's it called? Beyond Two Souls. Uh, beyond Two Souls. Okay, that beyond, I can't even okay. remember. Beyond no. Two Souls is understandably... I can understand why people didn't like Beyond Two Souls. I enjoyed the performances. They're the best performances David Cage has ever gotten in a game. Ellen Page, right? Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe. Was it actually Ellen Page? It was, yes. Or was that the game that everyone thought was no, Ellen Last Page? No, Last of Us was the one they thought was Ellen okay, Page. Yeah, yeah. I, beyond Two Souls was actually Ellen Page. Um... Uh, but I, I, I legitimately enjoy Heavy Rain. It has plot holes. I like how you're wikipedia everything that we're looking up. <laughs> I'm trying to be helpful here. Zach uh, Mulhouse is here with David Cage up on Wikipedia so we can keep it straight. But, uh, I, like, I uh, legit- what's Omnicron? What's Omnicron Om- is his first game. That had David Bowie in it. Was that any good? I haven't played it yet. Oh, was that, was that the one they released for free? You know? Yes, it was. Yeah. It, wait, they just put it out for free? Uh, or Gog recently put it out. Recently. Like an Gog put boat, it out yeah, for, for, right, for Let's go back to the game list. All right. but, uh, no, Heavy Rain I legitimately Hold on, we got Omicron so. followed by Indigo Prophecy. <laughs> followed by Heavy Rain the casting? Uh, the casting is like the... Uh, it was It was just a video. It was not a game. In 2006. Yeah. In 2010 is Heavy Rain. Yeah, the problem. Then Heavy Rain Chronicle 1 the Taxidermist? A, a DLC. DLC for Heavy Rain after you already know who the killer is. A side story involving the okay. reporter lady. 2012 Kara. Uh, another short film, which is Just actually, a short film. Is uh, that the android in the box? Y- oh, similar, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, it was the android That's in the, the box. That's the android in the box. Yeah. Okay. Then The Dark Sorcerer. Was another short film. 
Like I attack that demo. That was that was at the PS4. Oh, yeah. is that with the the, the goblin one, the and gob- the dude? Yeah, and yeah, oh, yeah. I love that no, short that, film. That, that might be the best thing he's ever done. That short film. It worked. It all the elements worked in his favor. In Where Dark everything's Sword. just going yeah. wrong. It's, yeah. that was fantastic. No, that Dark aren't they are they turning that into a movie? No, or a game rather. Well, because they're game? working on Detroit right now, okay. so I'm guessing. So what was not. after? Maybe go back after, to it. after that thing was Beyond yeah. Two Souls, which yeah. nobody liked, and Detroit be, becoming human. Is the I I wouldn't say nobody liked it. They, 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 like <laughs> we have Pascal so, over here who will who will go to so who'll Detroit. Go to that so this is the, so I'm glad we put this all together with Kara because I saw that game. I'm like that reminds me of the Android in the Box thing. Right. Is this game kind of linked to that yeah. world? Uh, right. It, it's kind of they're kind of taking. Um, well, okay, so like Heavy Rain, the casting feature a character who ended up in Heavy Rain doing essentially a a casting shoot for her role in Heavy Rain. So I was expecting the and Kara little... and Kara is something kind of similar. I to was that. expecting Kara to be the one in this thing, but it sounds like this takes place even later in yeah. that world's yeah. evolution where yeah. androids have become pseudo sentient, but they still uh, that, have ra- rights. That, that's yet. possible, I guess. I, I guess I don't know for sure, but yeah, Kara was a tech demo, and I think they're just turning that tech demo. Go into watch a the Kara tech demo because that's. That's kind of a good thing, and that'll get you set up. The, for this the, stuff. the thing, the thing I'll say about David Cage, without going too deep into him, he makes interesting games. I don't like all of them. I don't think all of them are great. I like Heavy Rain. I do like Heavy Rain. I think, I think, uh, even with the plot holes, but uh, he makes interesting games. So even when they don't quite work, like, like I think Indigo Prophecy is a train wreck, but it's an interesting train wreck. All right, uh, but so what, uh, what Pascal else? could probably defend his position better. He, he'd go to that uh, for him. No, it's not the time. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair yeah, enough, we should probably enough. move on. Uh, anything else out of Sony that that we can remember? I'm sure we'll get to it on the show floor, maybe. Uh, I, well, I like their um, their format. Uh, it was just beautiful. It, was the, it Solid. felt like the best show. Yeah, trailer after trailer, at least for the first. Yeah. And then even even when they did uh, bring somebody out on stage, which they did a couple of times in the second half of the show, it was only, it was brief uh, brief on stage time. It was just basically uh, here's another trailer, or you know here's a bit of a footage or gameplay or what have you, and then gone again. And it was just it was great. It was it was games. It no. was just games. It wasn't personalities. It I, wasn't talking. Agreed entirely. Like the only per- like they had three people on stage. I think the entire time. Oh and. The live orchestra was great too. Oh um, yeah, they had a live orchestra for was, most of the things, not all. Most, the yeah, things, for most of the for things. most of the things that orchestra uh, was, was playing the music. It was great. Which was um, awesome. And they and the three people they had Andrew House, they had uh, what's his face, who his name I always forget, and they had Kojima. And I think those were the only people who came on stage. The no, entire Kevin time. Butler still. I will never done. get Kevin Butler. Crash back. came out. Oh, yeah, uh, Crash on stage. Crash. Like the, the non-announcement of Crash, oh, Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot. Yeah. Oh. Crash Bandicoot Remaster, everybody. Not the new game. People, people cheered wanted. for that. People, people like. I don't know where you guys are getting this idea that people don't like Crash. Mainly, you no. I'm just like not Crash excited for a Crash Bandicoot Remaster. Oh, that, oh that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. That's I don't fine. know who's excited. Like, who was who was really pining for? We need Crash Bandicoot back. Uh, a decent number maybe, of people as a remaster. It's more cheering for maybe the the running joke at this point. The gag. Oh, yeah, I, I can understand that for Busby, but not not Crash. I don't know. Like, I, they're yeah. <laughs> a decent portion of the internet. I think. I think longtime Sony fans. You got to remember, Sony's been around over twenty years now as a video game producer. So there are people that grew up with it. To them, like obviously, Crash doesn't have the same clout in the industry. I know, like, but say, people reacting like, but for some people, maybe he does. See, I react like that for a Parappa remaster or mm-hmm. something. Right? We're but, never going to get lucky enough to get a Parappa remaster. Well, we did. It was on PSP. I. But yeah. Well. Yeah, that's why we're not going to get lucky enough to get like. Or was a real it on one. Vita? It was. On it was not on Vita. It was on PSP. Yeah. Okay. Then again, you sure about that? I don't know. The next day, 
in the morning, um, Zelda was announced on Nintendo's streams. I don't know. Did any of you catch that when it happened? No. Because I, I got to find out about it through Twitter. Well, I mean, we knew Zelda would be showing yeah, up on the streams, yeah. but they announced a title, they showed Every, gameplay, all um, this info I think came Zach out. Was I'm learning watching about it, it when I woke up on Tuesday morning. Yeah, I missed part of it, but I learned about it on case. the show floor while looking at my phone. Only like, I oh think only gosh. one of us got to play it though. <laughs> yeah, Mister Mister Pat Mister Kaya. Yeah, let's talk about that. Tell now. everybody yeah, tell about, about Zelda. How did Zelda you work? Are. You jerk. <laughs> um. I walked in a little bit nervous about it because of the open worldness of it. From well, no, 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 no. no, no. The, the actual no, no. story. Let's, you... let's walk back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you walk into the hall or did you run into the hall? Um, was there pushing involved? I, I hobbled because I was um, because the line that was the first place I went and I stood in line for um, easily an hour without moving at all uh, but that was right off you know doors open on Tuesday morning so then How, I were left were you close up in the line oh no no the line wrapped around the building where, and you were wrapped around the booth uh, I no the building literally the building oh, not, not even the booth it went well beyond the booth it actually, I, I remember lines like that when the Wii was being shown off <laughs> um, for anybody that was at, at on the show floor and, and knows you know how it was set up um, the, the line wrapped around back to Microsoft's booth through oh, the back of the hall and, oh and it was a giant hall yeah. so so that was when I first started. Anyway, like I said, it it it, it barely moved. I left it. I went back later. Um, but so I, you were not even standing against Nintendo's booth at that time. No, no, no. no. You were on the okay. Yeah. Are you sure you were in the line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, Maybe yeah. that's why I wasn't moving. You <laughs> just con- there. like just a congregation of people. <laughs> so who you left the line. This is my favorite part. You left the line. I left the line because I had appointments. You had appointment. Yeah. Thank you for going to the <laughs> and uh, came. Uh, well, I'm 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 a dutiful servant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I came back to the line much later in the afternoon, just you know maybe uh, an hour or two before end of first day. And at that point, the line was only about twenty five minutes long or so. It's probably the shortest the line ever was, and ever for, for been. a Zelda game. Yeah. For any Zelda. They game? must have cut it off and then opened it back up. Yeah. That's all yeah, I can I, think. I, of. I can't think of anything. And you else. got very lucky. Every every time right. uh, I went there, and I think every time Chris went there, it was at least an hour and a half, two hour wait. I went. Yeah. So the line um, it eventually dumped you into what was a reproduction of the cave that everybody's probably seen in the trailer, where Link wakes up. Um, and you sat down. Which you was, mean where they rip off a Bethesda game and have you birthed into the world by coming into the white light? It's 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 a, it's a it's a it's a tried and true open world like hey isn't this great? Okay. Uh, it's it's fine. Like okay, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I don't know if Bethesda was the first one to ever have a character. No, but their their games are all doing like since Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Since like, Oblivion, yeah. <laughs> and, Even uh, kind of more when you go from the ship to the okay. dock. I, but whatever. Fallout Four aside. kind of had that when you're coming yes. out of. Yes. Oh, it absolutely sleep. had that. And it, it's all bloomed that. out as you're Sure, yeah, that's actually what it remi- reminded me of mo- more than anything. Because the uh, the screen closed off the room that you were in. It was an enclosed room. And as the, the gate opens in the trailer, the screen uh, pulled up into the ceiling. Oh, they showed you the trailer while you were in uh, that They room, showed or? the beginning of Link waking up and exiting oh, that cute. opening montage of the... Well, not montage, but the cinematic. And then um, the screen opens to reveal... The, the Hyrule beyond it, which, you know, if you, I'm sure all of you at least walked past and peeked yes. in. It was a giant area made up with uh, ambient lighting, uh, effects in the sky, lightning, weather cycles. and I hear there are, like, hidden features in that booth. Like, if you stand certain places, certain things happen and stuff. I, that I don't... I did not see or... Okay. I, I heard that on one of the Nintendo streams. Uh, lots of photo opportunities, lots of... Uh, lots of uh, 
set pieces built up, and of course, you know, over a hundred actual gameplay stations. And the line was still super long. And I never show. got in. Two, <laughs> they should have made it two hundred. Nintendo should have made it two hundred. Should have been on the ceiling, <laughs> hanging from Multi- ropes, multiple floors of TVs playing yeah. Zelda Breath All right. of the Wild. So there was two demos in there, right? Yeah, it was a it, it was a really beefy uh, gameplay time because it ended up being about forty five. Well, about thirty five minutes of actual gameplay once once the the um, the theater portion was concluded. Uh, it was two demos. It was a 15-minute um, demo where you kind of roamed an open area, just kind of randomly chosen from inside the game at some point, um, which did include a boss if you went into a certain section of the map. Uh, or, well, I call it a boss. It was never officially announced as a boss, but I, I mean, it, um, it killed me multiple times, and um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call that a boss, and it was uh, like, a, like a rock uh, monster, a giant rock monster. And, uh, but apparently some people played through the first demo by just randomly exploring other areas and never triggered that to happen. So, um, and then there was a, a 20 minute, another, a, a second 20 minute demo uh, that actually had you replay the opening sequence again, emerge into the world, and then take it beyond that. So I know I, I didn't watch the Nintendo stream uh, long enough. I think I watched about maybe five or six minutes of that sequence. So I got to play well past it. And you know, then you just go wherever you want, basically in the game. Wait, so how's that different from the first demo? Because uh, it takes you to the beginning of the game and lets you actually play through the the, the oh okay the opening the of the game. The first demo, you already had a bunch of equipment and stuff. Then? The first demo, you had uh, it was possible to get a bow and arrow and a sword right off the bat. At least that's all I found. It was okay. uh, it started you off like a little campsite. Okay. Um, and you could um, kind of use the bow and arrow to stalk through the grass and shoot some boar, climb some trees. Um, the, the map shows you where there's a treasure chest if there are any. There was one buried under a rock pile that you could blow up with a bomb. And like I said, then you had the, well, I had the boss that showed up. And the second one is just let you, letting you play the game from the beginning. Yeah, narr- that one actually had the story mode. So you, oh, okay. so you emerge from the cave, you talk to the old man that's kind of right there meant for you He's to totally talk to. He's totally the king of Hyrule. Oh, well, yes, I think we, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but like well beyond that I got, um, like when 20 minutes later it times you out. And closes it off, but by the end of that, I think I was, I was, I was, uh, my fears were um, satisfied. That I was kind of worried about the open world aspect, and it was, you know, it was an open world of Hyrule, but it was still the same Zelda gameplay. It was still, um, it was, it wasn't like a map filled with objectives. That's that's how I put it. Did you do any cooking? I didn't. And that's usually one the the thing I never I, one yeah. of the things I don't ever do in any game. Well, it sounds like it'll matter in this game because that's how you get hearts back is with food, right? Uh, sure. I remember hearing something about getting the hearts back, but I uh, that probably <laughs> yeah with food, but you don't have to necessarily cook it. Um, okay. I, you could also just eat the like the mushrooms, mushrooms yeah. raw and whatever else you may find. Uh, just a quick question: There isn't stamina in this one, is there? Yes, there's uh, for climbing and for running, but not for combat. Um, I don't. I don't believe I noticed any uh, stamina there. No. Um, okay. any, uh, of course, the running and climbing it's fine. For Link, Link can jump now. Yeah, I saw that. Village boy learns to jump. I, I saw I, a headline oh, 30, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. it, it took thirty years, yeah, yeah. but he did it. Twenty-nine years. Yeah, it's well, thirty. Well, okay. Don't worry, they'll take it away in the next game. Well, well, so they can reintroduce it ten years from now as a new right, feature yeah. again. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say, I didn't get a chance to play it, but I wanted to play it. Uh, I'm not the biggest Zelda fan in the world. I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on the series. This is the most excited I've been for a Zelda since Twilight Princess. I've watched a lot of this in the hotel room, and it looks 
good. It looks fantastic. I mean, it, it I, looks. I was worried that somebody trying to do the Skyrim formula, who's not Bethesda, has got a big hill to overcome. Um, apparently not. <laughs> like, it did, like, oh, it just like you, Link can climb on things. Like, I can't remember the last time like climbing looked fun in a game. Probably Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> which, and, and speaking of Shadow of the Colossus, that's that's part of that uh, battle with the rock monster that I fought. Um, you actually can climb on oh, him. Oh, you're selling me on this game more. <laughs> cling to his back where his uh, his weak spot was and start slashing at it. But um, yeah. Wouldn't well, you rather cast Blizzaga on the rock monster? <laughs> well, so th this was the good end of the of the rock monster spectrum that was up. So let's talk about the bad end of the rock monster spectrum. <laughs> let's. Who played Final Fantasy fifteen on Tuesday and got? I did. Well, yeah. I, I didn't played, play it on Tuesday. I played it today. Uh, you played it Wednesday. Went, yeah. Uh, so uh, did my, anybody like it? Um, no. Yeah. Well, anybody, other people maybe. Yeah, maybe other people at the show. Like anybody it. in this room? No one in this room liked so it. So that demo play for me. It, I, you made the right it. decision. All, okay. all I remember is I'm I'm I had to kill six people and then I was put into an arena with Titan, right? And it was just like you saw in the trailer demo in in Microsoft. The trailer it's the demo, same. It's the same demo. It's, it's the, same the same demo from Microsoft where they've got to kill Titan who keeps trying to step on you or smush you with his hand and you either block his hand. Um, or warp around and then eventually smack on his hand and you're supposed to wait for your friends to show up then some other enemies spawn that it doesn't matter because if you ever die they just raise you <laughs> and, you don't even have to fight the enemies and I, I don't even him. understand what happened eventually just, just bumbling around and hitting <laughs> Titan's hand for a while with the with the circle button um, and then eventually a timer shows up on the screen like cast Blazaga to kill Titan I'm like I don't know how to cast Blazaga um, I <laughs> I s the timer ended. Another timer popped up. Cast Blazaga <laughs> to kill Titan. I still couldn't figure out how to cast Blazaga. The timer ended. Another timer started. Cast Blazaga. I finally figured out. I found a frost symbol somewhere on the screen. I pressed the thing, the down arrow, and that's... I cast... I, I literally just pressed the button to cast Blazaga. I don't even know if I aimed it right. <laughs> I don't think you had to. You and and to then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I threw a what looked like a water balloon, <laughs> which apparently is Blazaga. And then everyone else threw a water balloon at Titan. And he froze and was like, now attack him to destroy him. And I pressed circle and was like, ah, he blew up. You win. And what? <laughs> Do you, don't you feel accomplished? You did all of that? I don't know what happened. It's, 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 Before that, I was just warping all over and trying to get an angle, and it didn't matter, and I was warping and warping. The demo had zero context. It had, like, it like it, it did not utilize any of, like, 15's, like, combat system in any way, except to, like, hold the dodge button. No, we were using the combat there. system. I think that is the combat no, system. The combat I think the far more interesting. No, no. You're, you're trying... You're lying to yourself. I'm not lying you're to You're lying to yourself. The, the normal combat system for Final Fantasy XV does not feature giant button prompts that appear in the middle of the screen and go, press X to not die. No, only during <laughs> bosses. Well, which should the, be the uh, most interesting fights. Right. No, I agree. It was called the special E3 demo mission or something it's like right, that. It's right. It was right? called like, special. Like, so, yeah. so, so, so paraded... Shiva no. or someone that Bahamut that they don't that this gets changed. Okay. Bring a Titan to like yeah, like I just like you sit you like the demo for me. I didn't have as much trouble with it as Chris did. For me, it was I walked up to where I killed a few guys. Walked up to where Titan was. Titan did a few essentially like auto moves where you get a giant like you, it's a QTE. You press the button and if you don't, you get hit and then the same thing happens until you succeed or die. And then they would just raise you if you failed. So it just happened until you succeeded. 
then you were just wasting time. You were, like, the attacks you did didn't matter. Like, I was just warping around, avoiding hits. Like, I just held dodge or warped up to his arm where I just avoided the hits entirely by just hanging out and attacking the upper arm because I just... At one time, I was just pressing circle and my guy was literally flying through the air as he strung attacks together no, towards and, Titan's and see, arm. And see, I'm fine with that because that's essentially modern Final Fantasy in a nutshell. But, like, but I wasn't hitting anything. I was oh, just flying, oh, like, swinging enough. my sword. Fair enough. I, mean, I think I, mean, I was inside Dissidia. his arm. You I'm played Dissidia. Really... You played Dissidia. But the... Uh, but like yeah but then you just wait and, and then the game's like wait till your friends show up and then, and then they wait, show and up and then they show up and it's like and then cast Blizzara on his arm you cast Blizzara on his arm you hit the and then it cut immediately it cuts to a cutscene everybody throws some spells at it and then you hit it with a big sword and it shatters demo ends don't uh, don't forget that there were also near the end near the Blizzaga's casting uh, there were also other soldiers on the screen uh, which I'm not sure if they were or, or maybe they were enemies I don't know they were kind of milling about on their own. They were supposed to be enemies, I think. I didn't fight yeah. any of them. I just um, attacked them. Attack them. In, in yeah. the trailer, they called it a three-way battle. Or the Sony. Uh, and they, those they, guys didn't do anything. And they were okay. giant, like, <laughs> like lance-looking lance guns being set up, or suddenly they just were there. Uh, like, they, those big red, like, lances that pointed up towards Titan. I'm assuming they were some kind of gun or projectile-firing weapon of some kind. I thought which they were I, there to fight us. And, well, <laughs> they, they maybe that, that too. too. I mean, it was. It, you know what? The one, the one word you just used like encapsulates it all. Context. There, it was. It was. It lacked context. The 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 combat was the least interesting it's ever been. And I'll, and I'll and I'll go to bat. Which for, is not. You know, I'll it's a low bat. bar to begin I'll with. I'll go but... to bat for 15's combat. I think there's something there. Well, someone it has does, to, I guess. It it doesn't it doesn't seem to work well against these giant enemies like they want it to. The the fight was just. It, it was just uninteractive. You just didn't do anything in the fight. It was really boring. You were I will say this, and I will mean it seriously. I think Kingdom Hearts 1 has a better fighting system. <laughs> Everybody in the room just paused. Better than what I, than what I played. That's, that's for sure. I hated it before, uh, Final Fantasy now, not Kingdom Hearts, before, we even, before I even got to Titan. I hated it at the, the low-level mob soldiers that you have to fight beforehand. Yeah. Because I didn't know how. I knew how to swing my sword, but that wasn't very effective. I was doing very little damage. Basically, it was just me getting getting hit more than anything and waiting for the uh, the backup, the AI control character, to swoop in and you know strike them down with like a single hit. And then eh, now I, can we proceed? Yes, I, we can. I will agree because you because you kind of start off the demo like in the middle of like a like a canyon, so it's kind of a, it's a tight area for the camera to work, and that is not where the combat shines. The combat shines in big open fields where the camera doesn't like nothing gets in the way of the camera. Because I'll admit the worst part about that 15 demo, besides just how in generally uninteractive it was, is the camera was a mess. I couldn't see what I was doing half the time. I was, like, warp striking to try and just get up his arm. I, I spent 90% of the fight up, like, in his upper arm. None of the attacks came even close to me. I think and the these guys just need to stop making around. demos and start working on this game. Cause this the game, game comes out in, like, four months. Well, like, <laughs> then it's screwed. <laughs> it, was the, uh, it was the only time over the last three days that I, I actually wanted to put down a controller as fast as possible. <laughs> I, I almost put it down and walked away from it. I put um, I put my controller yeah. down, I put the cap on my water bottle, and I just backed away and said, that game's going to be bad, and walked out of the booth. You know what I would have loved, though? The, the demo I would have liked is the wide open spaces and like driving the 
convertible yes. through it and stopping yeah. wherever you want. Get out, go interact with some that's, wildlife. That's apparently the VR demo. At the end of the VR demo, you get to you get to take a ride with um, what's her name? It's, well, it should be Sis? Sydney. It should uh, be, but it's Sid- Cindy. Cindy, yeah, it should well, be it's, Sydney. It's, yeah, it should be Sydney. But I think there is an actual Sid in the game. Is why they're not doing that. They could. They still. Then they shouldn't have called her Cindy. Then yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> Ten minutes of just do whatever you want, even if there's no combat whatsoever. Like I would have been much happier with that. And 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 I will also agree that that's probably a better way to sell this game. Is just here's a Final Fantasy where you get to explore. Again. Final Fantasy Road Trip sounds amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Final Fantasy, that Titan battle sounds like the most hottest garbage. Right. And if and if and and I don't think all the fights will be like that. I think this is going to be a problem that's like localized to fights where you're fighting something that's way bigger than you because they don't have a way to make the combat system work with something that big. Because I, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I it can't wait to work. watch the movie version of fifteen. I think there's just going to oh, be a let's oh. play that cuts this together without all the crap. Oh, I thought you meant the actual movie they're making. No, no, I, King's like, it's like. just, someone's <laughs> going to cut out all the crap. It's none of this boring battle system stuff. You're going to watch the funny road trip bromance stuff, and it's going to be an okay anime. And <laughs> that'll be it, you know? Beginning um, and ending with Chocobo Dubstep. Yeah, like, Chocobo like, Dubstep oh. and Drifting. Oh, Dude totally drifted on a Chocobo, man. Now they're, totally just, now they're just taken from near. Yeah. Bore drifting. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, okay. in near you could drift on. All right, cool. Um, but the uh, I'm excited for Final Fantasy 15. This was the weakest and worst demo by far, and it should give everyone. It's worse pause. than the platinum demo, huh? I didn't think the platinum demo was as bad as everyone else thought. But but the platinum demo was mostly for uh, to show off the tech. Which honestly, I could you could if there's anything you could say that the tech in this one. Or that no. it was to show off the tech in this one. No, I mean it's impressive to see something that big moving. It just isn't fun. It's just a matter of scale. I mean, any 3D model is big or little based on how big your model is in comparison. That doesn't mean I, I guess. I guess. I guess. Fair enough. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that if I had to try and find something positive about it, it looked nice, like the game always had. You know what's positive? You don't have to buy it. You don't know. You don't have to buy Final Fantasy 15. I didn't hate the Platinum demo as much as everyone else did. I thought, but it was very clear it was meant to be more of a, like you step on this and it changes from day to night. Look at how good that looks. I, yeah. I mean, not the greatest thing ever, but it, I, I appreciate it because it didn't. It isn't something from the game. It's something they made that's separate. It's not going to take anything away from the game. And they've been trying to listen to feedback. I don't know. It's I want Final Fantasy fifteen to work. Damn it. I don't want to talk about Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, I have a general comment that sure. the, the looks great comment reminded me of. Everything at E three looks great. They have good monitors. The uh, sometimes they have fog machines going in the background to make things really pop even yep. more. It, there's enough money being poured into this that everything, except the stuff that crashes and explodes, looks good. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, so let's see. What else did we hit up on Tuesday? Lots of things. Um, there's, what did we have for appointments? We had Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age group meeting. As was far, that an interview? Uh, yeah, that, that was with me. The interview is lost. My audio recording device uh, okay. ceased to work. But um, I did get you some learn anything useful out of it? Um, if you guys follow the International Zodiac Job System at all, which was only released, admittedly only released in Japan, it is exactly that yeah. remastered. Uh, so it is a, a game that's been out for pretty much 10 years at this point. But in, in, for English speakers like us, it is the first time we'll be getting it, and all of the improvements I, uh, that are in it, I like. So FF12 HD, I did play through this. Um, it looks like, if you remember Final Fantasy XII... And you thought, man, this game would be better if all the characters weren't very pixelated. 
They're not pixelated enough. The game would also be better with a fast forward button, and lo and behold, it has a fast forward button, and it's the greatest thing ever because it makes. It's like Chrono Cross when you go fast in the second playthrough. My my biggest problem with 12, besides Vaughn and Pinello, is the fact that I found the combat just a little too slow. And walking and walking speed was just a little too slow. And then they're like, "Hey, we just made everything faster." Oh my god, that solved like half the game's problems. Other things they did in this, besides ending the international jobs and a fast forward button and cleaning up the character models, is they redid the soundtrack. It sounds like uh, some of it. Some, some of it. There were some new pieces that were remastered, and I think some new pieces may have been written. But this is all news that applies to specifically like the job system that released the PS2 international version that released. Oddly enough, only in Japan <laughs> 10 years ago. So anything that's considered like new for this was new for that. They also redid the music then? Maybe they... No, may, oh, I, I guess in that case, maybe they did it. Yeah, I think, okay. I think so they redid music, and you can I think choose it, between new I and old do, music. I, in the interview, I think they mentioned it was only some of the music. Not I would like to say, having played through the demo, the background textures, while looking better than they did on the PS2, does not look like they redid the textures. So you can tell that they're a bit old and pixelated in some regards. Sure. Um, as in the textures themselves are pixelated. They're not being presented in pixelation Fair like they were on the PS2. So that is a problem, whereas the character models kind of look a lot better now than the they, they look much better. Yeah. Um, no, I, 12 is one of the best-looking PS2 this, games. This and game... It looks, and it, I think it's aged really well. The HD re- helps a lot. This game was so locked down you could not I couldn't change the camera you know vertical inverter or anything which I also couldn't do in 15 drove me nuts Um, (laughs) so I couldn't flip the y-axis but you couldn't edit any of the gambits in the demo either you couldn't even look at them I had no idea what my characters were doing it's like you know what I'm just gonna hold down fast forward and trust that I'm not gonna die and that's well, what happened. And, and I mean that but that's a 12 thing though is like with the right gambits most of the game plays itself um and, and, and yeah, the demo didn't really let you get in at any of the innards. I didn't like. I it, didn't. It, seriously, that demo is just walk through a dungeon. You could actually. I held down flee and fast forward and just walk through to the end part of that dungeon. It's like trigger ending cutscene. And it's like, oh, thanks for playing the demo. Yeah, uh, the, demo <laughs> the demo wasn't anything special. The demo was not anything special. But uh, that's fine because the demo was more there to show off the new look and some of the new features. Did you see the controller lag in that demo though? I felt the controller lag. I, I in would that press demo. up. And then I would go down because I had pressed down earlier and I gave up pressing down and tried pressing up. And so it was it was behind sometimes by up to five seconds. It was ridiculous. Oh, it wasn't that bad for me. It wasn't that bad. It would queue up and like I'd go wonky for a while. And that sounds like a bug. There was that, an issue yeah, with that controllers. That's definitely an issue. This is that. certainly not going to be in the final Yeah, video, I would not. But it that. really hurt the enjoyability of that demo. All right, what did you guys play? I played Dragon Quest Builders. Okay. Did you build some dragon quests? I did not build some dragon quests. I built some rough mud houses and I built some rude straw pallets in them. It when I played it was just a, the introduction of the uh, release of the game, so I didn't get to any of the. Uh, what is the goal of Dragon Quest Builders? Is it just Minecraft with Dragon Quest pixels instead? No, uh, that was actually one of the things that came up in my interview. the The big push is to. Uh, I thought it was a little typecasting, but the the way that the uh, developers presented it was that uh, Japanese gamers don't like open world games. They like having objectives. They don't like being told, hey, go off, build your own thing, do whatever you want. The only limit is your imagination. Because that gives you the terrible freedom of choice, and it can paralyze you. So instead, you get the story, which is about... Uh, it goes back to the original Dragon Quest, 
where at the end, spoilers, uh, the Dragon Lord makes an offer to the hero. Rule with me and I'll give you half the Empire, or you can fight me and I'll probably kill you. But in Dragon Quest Builders, it's an alternate universe where the hero says, yes, I'll do that. And then the Dragon Lord betrays him and totally destroys the world. So as cheerful as the game is, it's a post-apocalyptic scenario where all the towns, all the castles have been raised, and you are the beacon of hope to uh, build because that. you build have a hammer. Fire. You're the only yeah. man with a hammer. <laughs> and the ability to save and reload. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there are like quest objectives. Like uh, first it's get out of the tomb and that you're buried in, and then there's a little marker in the lower right-hand corner that says what your current quest objective is. And in the part that I played, which was the tutorial introduction, it was teaching the basics, kill five of these, build five of these. And as you go along, from what I hear from the presentation and from looking around online, uh, there are many of these quests, and as they build up, you build up your central city, and you end up building rooms and the rooms give you town XP, and as the town XP accumulates, uh, once it hits a certain spot, it's going to hit a boss monster. And some of these quests are going to send you out to uh, dungeons, uh, some of them are going to send you out up hills or into different islands where a different type of monster lives. And there are going to be side quests, like go to this pyramid and there's going to be some cool loot in there, which might be more resources or some people who you can recruit to your town. And then, so when you get to the end of each chapter, a big mo boss monster comes and tries to smash up your town. There's also a free build mode that is just like Minecraft. So you have to okay, you have to build up to defend against the monster. Yep. You put turrets out or something? Or? Uh, in the boss battle that I saw, it was against a golem, and he just pick up these big rocks and he'd throw them at the town and. It would smash everything into the component parts, smashing the windows, destroying the rooms. And you could build a special building called a uh, Golem Shield, I believe, or a Keltland Shield. And you'd put those shields in front of your building to protect it. And each one would absorb a few monster hits and then it would get destroyed. But after a couple of attacks were blocked, then the new quest in the corner became drop two or three bombs on the... On the on the golem. Oh, okay. So your normal hammer just bounced right off him. So it was very much a uh, event boss. Pascal, you went over to X Seed, right? Yeah, um, X Seed, and I also got a chance to play uh, Horizon Zero Dawn that day. Ooh. We we talked about that a little bit the Horizon already, and but you got to play it. Yeah, you got to play it for a little while. Um, uh, Did you experience you the RPG that? part? You didn't tell us that earlier. No, um, actually, the the demo was kind. Of, it was first. It was a theater um, presentation, which was just the it was the uh, pre-taped um, press conference demo all over again, but this time played live. Okay. Uh, from an actual guy up front uh, from the developer, um, but he hit all the same exact beats. He uh, he did. The, I think there might have been. It might have been just extended just a little bit. Um, and, and after that, hands-on time, but it wasn't incredibly long, um, maybe eight to ten minutes. Uh, but what, what bothered me about the hands-on was that it was a really limited area of space I got to run around in. I mean, it was uh, almost every 30 seconds or so, um, 
I, I, I got a message on screen saying you're about to leave the demo area. Please come <laughs> in. Um, and uh, it, it, even in the space, there wasn't much to do. There were two objectives, and it had to do with one of them was kill uh, two or three of this enemy. The other one was uh, tether one of the rideable uh, mechs and, and override his programming so you can get on and, and ride, obviously. It, it didn't give me a lot to do. It, give me, it didn't give me much space to do it in. Um, and I wasn't super happy with the controls, so the actual hands-on time was kind of meh. Uh, I still, um, I mean, I've seen what the game can do, I just didn't experience it for myself hands-on, so I still have, uh, hold out hope that it's going to be um, a good game, or maybe even better than good. I mean, I, I'm one of the ones who thinks it looks amazing. Um, I don't know about the RPG aspects. Uh, no, I didn't see anything that wasn't, <laughs> I saw less than what was in the press conference. So, uh, yeah, and then I, I did hit the Exceed booth, and the big takeaway there, I'm, I, I spent a long time uh, getting information about um, Trails of Cold Steel 2, yeah. and the, it's, uh, unfortunately, a lot of it's lost on me since I have not you played play any, <laughs> I have not played any Legend of Heroes, okay. um, but uh, the, the, the single, you know, the, me the, the takeaway message there is, it's as in-depth as the previous games have been and as a matter of fact it's more in-depth so if you know if that's your thing if you love that then this one there should be no reason why uh this one should disappoint the uh the sequel should disappoint and i like games like that it's just you know finding the time to play them obviously is uh, the problem so it sounds great it thumbs up from what i hear All right. <laughs> people at home are very happy about that <laughs> What else did we hit up on Tuesday? Tuesday was the big Atlas day for most of us, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, all three of you, I think. I'm the only one that wasn't part of that. I was next door at Zelda where you guys were. Uh, you, you had a better time than we did. <laughs> it was a very crowded booth. A lot of people trying to get a cat hat. We got cat We got cat hats. Uh, uh, yeah, but we did it as part of doing our work to actually play demos like we were supposed to. <laughs> a lot of people were there... I had people behind me in, in line yelling at me like, is he going to play this demo all day? Like, is there a limit to it? And like the guy was like, no, he's fine. <laughs> Another one was like, why would you have to play a demo for more than two or three minutes? It's, it's I mean, seriously, that's all it should take to get a feel oh, for geez, I'm sorry. Like a game. Why, why, would you have, why would you have to, why would you have to watch a movie for more than two or three minutes? Why would you have to read a book for more than two or three pages? Well, no, no, that's, I mean, that's all you need is a trailer is two or three minutes. Right. Why, oh, would, you, why right, would you need to play right, a demo yeah, for more Right. Right. Well, if I wanted to watch the trailer, I just like, look up. Okay, at TV. you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, this is not like interactive. Yeah. So while while getting our Persona Five cat hats and bags and re and associated uh, free bags, I didn't get a bag. Oh well, <laughs> I wasn't there like, for uh, bags. I was there oh, to play the game. Oh, yeah, <laughs> admittedly, I did just kind of like walk by as they were handing out bags, and they kind of like. Well, they, a bag. They're like, like oh, I'm not sure. doing anything else. Yeah, yes, exactly. Bag. Uh, I played Yakuza Zero. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's well, it's Yakuza. So an it's, Atlas title now. Sega just consolidates all its stuff under Atlas now. So I was playing another game right next to Hitsune Miku. So the uh, but no, Yakuza Zero was it's a Yakuza game. It's on PS4, so everything ran smoother and nicer. Uh, and it's a uh, it's about as fun as it ever was. You like Yakuza, you like Yakuza Zero. I had fun with it. Lots of fun. You punch guys. Mm -hmm. You random people on the street bother you, and you punch them. And that's. I and played Seventh Dragon Three. Uh, I did as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I felt like that was, you know, it feels like your standard Etrian Odyssey, except like the special attacks take a little too long. Um, and other than that, it's got like a very cutesy story thing going on for the opening, 
and then it turns into the dragon apocalypse <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know it, where it, that game's yeah, going. The, uh, yeah, Seventh Dragon for me was like about as like standard fare as like a turn-based RPG gets. Yeah, like, I, there, there was nothing really super special about it. Apparently, there's a lot more classes. We didn't but it didn't feel yeah. bad either. So it no, felt no, like no, it no. could end up being a real nice game. It just I couldn't tell. We, from we didn't that get demo. to build a party. We didn't get to try out more than three of the classes. Right. And it seems like a lot of the interesting bits comes from customizing a party the way you want it. But it's a yeah. first-person um, dungeon-crawling RPG that isn't on the Vita. So that might, be, in and of <laughs> itself, might make people excited, because the rest of them are all on the Vita. Um, it, well, except and, for... And, and Etrian Odyssey. SMT Apocalypse, which was two stations to the right. And I, I unfortunately <laughs> didn't get to play, but you did. I did play that. That um, has a bit more style going on than Seven Dragon, because it's an SMT game. Yeah. Um, that was a game where, um, for the demo portion... They didn't have a demo demo. That was just the game. So like, yeah, <laughs> well, it comes um, out in like a month or something. Right. So, yeah. so it was like they put me in this area where it's like, well, um, <laughs> here, you're in the area. Run around and kill things. So What's context? Monsters show up on <laughs> What's the, my motivation? <laughs> monsters show up on the map, and so you can either walk into them and attack monsters, or you can just walk around them, which was kind of weird, because um, I'm not used to that in like Persona games where it's all random. Um, so I ran around attacking all the monster groups I could because my party was overleveled, and then <laughs> specifically talking to them with my character because my goal is just I want to recruit something. And these monsters are so freaking rude. Everybody <laughs> says is they just insult you, they trick Wait, you, demons they, they are don't rude. like you. <laughs> and then you're, you sometimes your character has responses. He's just as rude as they are. So it's no wonder they treat you like crap because you're treating all their friends like crap. Eventually, I stumbled in the correct answer, and you can tell you're getting close because you get a second prompt when you like answer the first question right uh, I, don't, I haven't played like many mainline persona games so I'm not good at this negotiation stuff so maybe this is completely standard for the series I'm sure it, it is, is. Um, but eventually you get the second answer you still have no clue whether or not you're giving the right answer so apparently over time you can learn that monsters have personalities and you can learn that this monster is exhibiting a particular type of personality at this time and the way you talk to that a friend last time influences the next time you meet that same monster type, what kind of personality they'll have, and eventually you can put all that together in your head to kind of yeah. guide you. Eventually, I recruited someone and it completed a quest, and the dude's like, hey, now you can go to Tokyo Sky Tower and fight a boss, and that's what I did. I went to Tokyo Sky Tower and fought a boss. But I was just glad I was able to recruit a monster. That that's that was my goal. Yeah. <laughs> Recruiting monsters in SMT games, it becomes a lot more mechanical once you realize, like, this guy's talking like this, so you respond in this manner. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, it's uh, obviously overwhelming for someone who's not used to it, but I... I, it was I couldn't establish the... any patterns whatsoever, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just like... What's the rudest answer? That's what I'm going to do with everybody. And one time it worked out. So, <laughs> so that was SMT4. Um, any, any other Atlas stuff going on? That, did you hit up anything different there? You saw something on Persona 5, didn't you? While we, while we stood were, it through a floor demo. Yeah, while we, were, while we were sweating behind the floor demo, he was in the audience of said floor demo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and that, that's where I got my cat hat. Uh, <laughs> Atlas wanted to uh, get a picture of everyone wearing their hats and looking like a big crowd of Persona fans, so they just passed them out out of the bag. But th this is not the swag cast. Uh, I'll just uh, run down my notes for the... Uh, for they what... showed off the voice actress for the cat Morgana, right? Yeah, yeah, she was talking. It's a very sassy voice, uh, very much uh, anime sidekick voice. <laughs> And um, you can see from the video that Morgana has a pretty big role throughout the uh, course of the game. Uh, the protagonist carries her around in a bag over his shoulder, and 
She makes snarky comments that seemingly only he can hear. How does hear. she talk to him? In the real world, she's just a normal-looking cat, and yet somehow she's talking uh, to the protagonist. Something persona powers away. Okay, agent. got it. Uh, maybe. I, that, that's just me guessing, but that's that's enough, I guess. <laughs> I'm just, the last time there was a pet in the game, it was Koromaru, and he was not turning into anything fancy in the no. other world, and he was not able to talk. Well, do you count Teddy as a pet? No. Okay. Because there's the, there was he, a yeah, literal he, naked human being inside. Well, he made it later. It wasn't there. Really. All right, fine. <laughs> I don't think that'll be the case with Morgana. No. Very uh, tiny I, human. I, 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 I still expect to see Morgana turn into a human at some okay. point during the game. Uh, that's, that's just me, though. Okay. See, the the menus continue to be very dynamic, very colorful. I think it's kind of weird how whenever anyone talks about this game, they focus on the UI, but I think it's uh, time that that's happened. Uh, good UI is important. And the, the other stuff looks just as stylish. You're running around climbing and jumping in some scenes. Uh, there are scenes where if you... In battle, when you hit an enemy's weakness, you stick them up, it, it flashes hold up on the screen, and then you hold guns at them, and everyone piles on and beats them, sort of like uh, in Persona 4, but with a different graphic. Uh, you can recruit shadows, kind of like uh, in Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, something missing from 4 and 3. Yeah. You did not recruit them. So that looked like the same sort of recruiting thing going on, right? Yeah, definitely. So I guess that's how you get them instead of doing card combinations this time? Uh, yeah, maybe they just didn't want to do that card thing again. Yeah. Uh, which, which is which, which is, is fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Change it up. Yeah, change it up. I still love the level up screen that that they show off in I, these videos. Every, everyone has a fun little like pose and then the main and, character and starts running You're actually along. moving past all the stats. It's like, we know you don't care that much about this. Let's just get on with it. And then all of a sudden you're running down the hall again and through the dungeon. Like, what the... And the dungeons look weird. It's like... You're in They're cover and stuff, dungeons? and you're not like just walking around and waiting in for random baz- battles. You're like moving yeah. through corridors, and like you they look rip like the masks they, off they, guys. They actually look like locations yeah. instead of, like you said, an endless maze of. Well, this dungeon generated th- randomness. Right, yeah. this dungeon is terrible, so we'll randomize it to just cover up the fact we didn't do any level design whatsoever. There's some interesting uh, stealth sequences. I I don't know what the mechanical impact was, but there were scenes where the protagonist was uh, a button appeared on the screen, and then he, the player, in quotes, ran <laughs> ran up behind an enemy, leaped over him, so stabbed him in his chest, then slit his throat with a knife, and then and then the turn-based combat battle system began. So looks like a way that you can get a drop on the enemy if you uh, position yourself correctly. Which makes sense for a bunch yeah, it's of a, it's elegant a, thieves. Yeah, it's a first strike thing, I think. Or preemptive strike, whatever they called it. I forget. Okay. Like something like that. And then once you get into battle, there's a, the baton touch move, which uh, they made a big point to mention, where you go up uh, and almost tag in one of your fe- fellow people who's in the battle. And that gives them uh, an ability boost. Because you're saying, you're the expert now, you go in, you got this. It's like you're handing off the part, the heist to them. It's their part of the heist. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I want this game. The most stylish of E3 award. We'll just right sure. now, like just well, I, yeah. For me, yeah. I I, I well, mean, except I, I didn't see it, so maybe I, <laughs> I, maybe I, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. I I I I think I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think it's long overdue. The, the the game itself, we've we've spent too much time with all the Persona Four people. I like Persona 4 a lot. It's a great game. Uh, all the spin-offs are of varying quality. 
beyond that, but I like it is they have had their moment to shine. It's been almost too long. I'm excited to see the new cast. I'm excited to see the new setting. I'm excited to see SMT Monsters in HD. That is <laughs> one of the most opposite games that I can think of for Persona 5 would be Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah, no, nothing like <laughs> We n- went nice to a set, presentation yeah. on that and where we sat on a couch and I had a little packet of M&Ms and watched as they showed a trailer essentially for, for Kingdom Come Deliverance which is an open world um, feudal times in in Czech Republic um, near Prague I guess yeah. um, game where it is all medieval stuff going on and it is as realistic as can be it's set in the middle of a story that actually happened as far as rebellions and wars and you can run around sharpening your sword because you have to worry about your sword getting dull. There's a, there's a unique mini very, game for Very it. realistic armor, um, very realistic sword fighting, very realistic everything, and it's the uh, it's the Arma of medieval RPGs. It's, it, well, <laughs> it's sort of, except it looked more interesting to me. And oh, there are yeah, quests I'm, and stuff, right? And well, if like people who are big stats into that yeah, matter, people who are big into history, especially like medieval European history, are probably gonna like lose well, their minds over yeah, this maybe. game. Yeah, maybe, and it's and it's modeled off for like an actual real life area of it, land, like as close as they can they, make it they to brought that. a bunch of historians on board to like fact check all the stuff they were doing they went through a lot of like the, there's multiple layers of armor you put on like an actual knight would wear but all i all i can tell you from and i've seen this demo now two years in a row and this year just looks nicer than last year it's yeah, essentially it, it, the same it looks demo. closer to completion this year than it did right last year. and but otherwise yeah this looks nice it looks very realistic i have no idea if you do anything exciting in it <laughs> Unless you you may have to bring your own phone. Well, I have no uh, idea. Yeah, I mean, well, that, that's the thing is they they were setting up a quest where you uh, like uh, somewhat someone was di- uh, someone was killed and you're trying to find the murderer mm-hmm. and it is a monk in a monastery. Yes, and they, and they and they give an open. Oh, that's like, right. They yeah. did show this. Okay. Yeah, they they Thank well you. we'll see. The thing is, they give you they give you like three options that are like they kind of present several options you could do to try and find out who it is. You could just you know you could bust in there and just murder everyone in the monastery. Mm-hmm. That'll get rid of the murderer because you don't know who the murderer is. You just monster. yeah, but you kill them. Make a new murderer. But you kill them, and he's gone. The murderer's gone, yeah. so he's not a problem anymore. Uh, you can you can uh, try and sneak your way in. Uh, you don't know. Like, Stealth attack the guy if you can find him. You know yeah. he has a scar on. his But face. yeah, you don't know That's who he is you know. exactly. You just know he has a scar on his face. Or or they give you an option for a very and this is this is this the problem. Is we, we had to we had to skip we had to skip over this just because it would be a long side quest. But you can essentially become a monk for like, days. For days, <laughs> like days, like, you have to like, become a monk. Legitimately, go until the they trust of you, and you'll eventually meet this guy and, and try and you, figure out yeah. how to get him by himself and kill yeah, him. Like, yeah, and it was and, and that's stuff like that. kind of awesome, right? And, and you can't show something like that in a demo because it sounds like something that would literally take hours to do. Like it sounds mm-hmm. like a long-term side quest. But it's a, to me that's interesting because it's like this is something you could totally skip if you just go for a more traditional like stealth or kill route. Instead, it's like, or you could try to do it the legit way and open up this entire, like, far more realistic, might I add, like, what method of trying to get in close and murder you have the to guy. Go to prayers. Yeah, you have to pray, pray X times a day. Not, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. All, all the stuff, all the money and, stuff. And, and when they were describing that, it was super cool. And then they get to stuff where it's like, and then, like, I, I didn't really, we didn't really have time to ask this. I wanted to ask this, like, how, ask this, how do you, um, like, how is item progression going to work without magic in the universe? Like, y- your weapons aren't going to get more interesting. Like, this this sword was built by a slightly better blacksmith. <laughs> like, like there, it's not it's not like you're going to get a plus three fire sword of killing zombies. There's no zombies. There's no magic. It's, it's a very grounded game. And I suppose 
there's not really a game like it. I guess you brought up Life is Feudal, if anybody cares. Oh, I don't think that is like this. Game. Okay, yeah, I mean, no. so so it's filling a niche that is empty, and I'm interested to see it play out. It looks great. I like the attention to detail they're putting into it. I kind of don't want to see it again at E3, because this time they didn't have much new to show us. And they, yeah, they need to release. It, it needs to come out already. They is said 2017. Yeah. They said 2017, yeah. They probably said 2016 last year, though. So That was it for Tuesday, right? We hit all the Tuesday meetings there? Yep. Okay. So Wednesday um, started off with um, well, Natsume. Somebody played uh, a Harvest Moon game, right? Yep. I played the new Harvest Moon Sky Tree Village. What do you think? Uh, it's It looks like a... Very similar to the last one, just um, more types of vegetables, more types of animals. Uh... They have weird donkeys in this one. Yeah, fluffy donkeys. Fluff, fluffy donkeys, yeah. Isn't that the subtitle of the game, actually? What? Uh, no, it's called... <laughs> weird donkeys? Yeah. No, it's called Sky Tree Village. Um, weird donkeys, yeah. Sky my Tree wife is the, P- is the community manager, disclaimer, but I know they have fluffy donkeys. I didn't like the last game. Um, this like one is supposed to fix there. a lot of the problems with it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's still got the 3D farming thing going on where it's like Minecraft but farming sort of thing. Yeah, um, you, you can dig pits which gives you dirt in your inventory which then you can use to uh, build a hill or you can dig yourself a lake that fills with fish and eventually you can upgrade your tools so you don't have to go after plots of land one at a time. You can make it go like a 5x5 five five square of watering. Nice. So it sounds like they bumped that up over previous that iterations. That was a lot slower in the last game I can tell you. I just want to say, I've had dirt in my inventory, and I've never done anything remotely as interesting as you can do with dirt in your inventory in a game. Yes. Have you tried <laughs> jumping in the air and dropping it beneath you? <laughs> no. You should do that. You'll yes, actually I have. Today. <laughs> I did that today. I leveled up. You did up. that today. Okay. Um, there's a village in the farm. People, we're not going to talk about this. Nobody cares about Harvest Moon here. All right. Let's, <laughs> uh, and Dynan- Bamco. What do we got Yes. Bamco? Did you uh, play Tales of Versailles? We got a lot. Oh, jeez. I, I played four games while I was in in their uh, on on their little piece of show floor. What did they have? Um, I played uh, Tales of Berseria. Yeah. Uh, which is um, I, and you know I I gotta say um, and so I will say it now so I don't say it eight more times. Um, most of the RPGs that I played are like the umpteenth game in a series, and in every single case it's a series that I have not played any game in. Oh, I'm so, glad we were able to match you up with yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, so, um, uh, so Tales of Berseria, which looks um, gorgeous, uh, or at least the demo did, um, graphics are amazing, combat is fluid. Um, the problem is just I, I have little to compare it to, I don't know how much more fluid or how much better it is than mm-hmm. previous games. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a um, it's a revenge tale. I, I got I got that much out of it, um, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of really simple and easy ways to to fluidly switch between characters, between attacks, and it's 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 a um, it's a real time um, action RPG, but you only control one character at a time out of a, a group of six. Uh, but it's it's very simple to switch in between, and there's. Um, Swapping in and out of the battlefield, um, special combo attacks, and I mean the the combat system is pretty uh, is pretty varied. Um, you want to hear more about that? No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but it was it was a it was a very fun um, 
uh, demo. I played a uh, techno. You just press square a lot and oh, kill things. Um... No, no, no. I tried actually, you know, okay. using the special abilities and, and, and doing the combat systems from Justice. I played, um, I, I almost called it the, the wrong, uh, the wrong name. Um, what's the one that we, uh, I think two or three of us played it. Uh, ne ne Necropolis, I want to say. Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, right. And that was over in their in their booth as well. But I I know that I was I, th I think I was the last one to play. Which it. one's Necropolis? Oh, am I Hairbrain Schemes? Everything? Yes. Uh, yeah, oddly enough, we we bumped into Hairbrain Schemes today. Actually. You played that? Yeah, we did. Yep. I watched you play that. But yeah, no, you did play it before me. I only played it today. Oh, okay. So. I thought I thought this it was is the cool, last one. Necropolis. Um, I know. Well, I know the um. From what I remember, remember, I was talking about the opinions are different between some of us. Um, oh, I thought it was a little basic. Okay, huh? uh, it. You know what? I don't know the graphical style. It's very stripped down. I think you know. It sure looked like it. Um, or but then again, maybe that's what they were going for. And it's a very deliberate look. Yeah. So for people to know, Necropolis is a roguelike with progression. Um, every time you spawn a new person, there's this giant pyramid who kind of taunts you and gives you some quests. And you go down in the dungeon, and as you collect stuff from the enemies, it progresses you. Once you hit a certain threshold, if you complete the quest, it progresses you. And I don't know how, I think you get to buy upgrades with the, the things you unlock or something like that. Yeah, there's a bookshelf in the base camp area, and yeah. you buy books for the bookshelf. So your individual characters will die, and then you start out back at level one. But you have a few skills to help you along the way that are yeah. on the bookshelf. Kind of like Rogue Legacy. And the combat is very much like you need to pay attention to the combat and not get hit too much and block and dodge and parry. Yeah, the, so Dark Soulsy and that. The, the devs sort of actually. Combat. The first sentence out of their mouths was um, they said it's 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 like Dark Souls meets Spelunky. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, that works. That is that's that actually, is actually very accurate. Except and Spelunky doesn't have progression, other than that's unlocking the that's tunnels. Yeah, no, that's very true. And there's no Dark Souls meets Necrodancer. Okay, yeah, all right, good. There's no music in this one. Um, so, and there's yeah. no uh, unblocking the tunnels in um, in this game. If you die, you you do have to. I, I mean, yeah, but because you can get the skills and stuff, hopefully it'll help you make it further. Make you make it further and make it faster, but you have to you, you have to go to back it, yeah. through it every time. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I played. Um, well, I I talked about Sword Art Online, mm -hmm. uh, the the new one, and um, not the old one. <laughs> we don't know which one. There's it is. like, there's it's like, like seven third, of them. It's, it's, it's a 17th Sword Art Online title. <laughs> In as many it's years, a sequel like... to the last. It's probably a sequel to the last game, but not a sequel to the most recent anime. It's kind something. of a. Um, it's probably. It's, oh, I man. think yeah. no, seriously, that's how these games are going. They're getting yeah. to the point where they have sequels to the games that are not the same. They're not canon with the anime necessarily. This one is a uh, part sequel slash part reboot of the original Sword Art oh, Online fuck. video game. <laughs> I don't, I... Um, imagine how I felt trying to get through it all. Uh, but it was a reboot. It was designed for people. It's like a sequel you. slash part reboot. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Um, well, it, it means that it. Um, well, and I think it, it, it was very difficult to, to glean to glean this from the description. Um, it's it's taken the parts that were deemed the best or what, what people like the best about the original Sword Art game, and put them back into this game. Now this is so this is a game about people playing a game, right? Um, yeah. And this time around, the game they're playing in the game is an MMORPG, um, right. which it's been before, but it wasn't it wasn't um, portrayed as an MMORPG that you are actually playing as the player. 
This time it even looks like an yeah. You, you see what, where, I, where I'm coming from? <laughs> it's MMOs all the way down. Yep. This time it actually looks like an MMORPG. <laughs> Wait. Um, how many levels deep are we here? Yeah, we're. I think we're on the second kick now. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So this is Dot Hack. Because it's <laughs> so, from Bandai Namco, so... Bandai Namco. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, let's it move on better, from right? Sword It gets better, right? No, no. <laughs> well, then, then from there it went to uh, God Eater 2. Rage okay. first. So that's better. That's, that's a, a step Monster in the right Hunter direction. game. Yeah. It's a uh, Monster Hunter style, right? Yeah. Um... It, although God Eater 2 has already been released, this is now just the... What? Uh, is it out here already? No, it's been it's been released with a different... Uh, or without the subtitle in Japan. This is now the localized version... And we're getting the better version. In America, which is releasing. updated yeah. and... Okay. Uh, yeah, this one what is... What system? PS4? Um, PS4 I want to say PS4 and probably um, probably PS Vita. I think they were... Uh, it looks like Vita just PS4 well. according to this page. So I, I, I don't want to promise a Vita game if there isn't one. If they're I, getting mad about that. Yeah, I'm not promising. One person would get mad at that. Well, Max. <laughs> so, and, and for, it but wait, like didn't you play two God Eater games? There were two of them there, but the other... No, I only played the one. Oh, okay. What was um, the other one? Uh, a redo of the first game or something? Or? What was the other one? Yeah, I, th- I mean, they both of them were redos oh. of something that had already been out, right? Uh, God Eater um, Resurrection and God Eater Two Rage Burst. Yeah, Rage Burst is the one I played. Resurrection is just what is it? Is an is an up is an update or a remake of the original redo port of the first God Eater. <laughs> so that's the thing. These are remakes of the ports of the. I don't know. And that I, one comes out on Vita and PS4 in the West. It comes out. We don't know if it's on Vita for sure in the West, but both these games are PS4 Vita in Japan. Don't know if they're Vita here. They are also Steam here, though. So let let me let's just say about both of those series, since I since it's very difficult to to cut through all the um, the fat around it. Um, I'm sure that if you know anybody who's stuck with the series and enjoys what's been there, this will be uh, better versions of what's already been there. Um, well, it's the only way they're going to have play the, get to play the sequel, right? So unless and, they know Japanese yeah, yeah. or something. If you, if, you, if you want the sequel, you have to buy these ones. I'll to try to. Yeah. I'll go. I mean, I'm, I'm going into more detail uh, based on my notes and the write ups that I'm doing. So if anybody wants to know more, then just check those out. Wait, they're bundling them together in Europe and in, in Asia? Is that what that said? According to GodEater.com. Oh. Well, we don't get. Okay, whatever. Screw us. All right. <sighs> so I also played um, We Happy Few, which I tried to bring up earlier. I uh, played it. On two oh. on Wednesday, actually, I was yes. l- lucky. Yeah. Uh, I thought you played it. I no, I got to talk to the developer for thirty minutes while like three people in line moved, and then I had had off to an appointment. So how did that go? Um, it went really well in the part that you saw in the demo, which was um, just the uh, like the the bunker um, section where you play enough to know that something's not right, and you know there's. Uh, uh, there's a drug that you stop that that uh, you you stop taking, and the world around you kind of changes in subtle but disturbing ways. Mm-hmm. So the atmospheric section, and then I died immediately uh, when I left the bunker section into the actual meat of the game, which is a procedurally generated town. So this this is um, so they actually now this I I, I clarified uh, they they call it a roguelike, but not RPG at all. Okay. Um, and anything outside of the starting like bunker, I call it a bunker. I don't really know if it is a bunker, but it sure looked like it. Some kind of a like a um, 
like an atomic uh, shelter or something like that. Um, any, anything outside of that is procedurally generated. And it's very um, heavy on survival. Like you have to uh, manage your, your hunger, your thirst, uh, your sleep, um, injury management. So you need various items to kind of keep those in check. And like I said, I didn't, I died. Uh, the first person I came across, um, I must have done something to uh, upset them and we got into a fist fight and I died and I, the end. So what are you supposed to do in that game? Uh, follow the um, story objectives. Oh, like not die. What was your first story objective? Well, so Once you get out there, for example. So what I did get from the game um, is that this. Uh, I really liked uh, the kind of like Bioshock like um, setup of this this uh, alternate utopia uh, that's that's going on. This is uh, England in the in the sixties, I think, and um, when you as you're walking around the the beginning area of the game, there's. Um, there's a little like signs and and things like that posters hanging in the uh, in the office spaces down down below ground that will say things like uh, I'm paraphrasing but uh, it's it's never too late to have a happy history or to have a happy past or something so clearly something terrible has happened to this society um, and these people are are uh, medicating themselves to make it seem like it's you know everything is is awesome and great and when you stop taking this medication then you wake up to the the horrible truth that's out there mm -hmm. and um the game kind of you get ejected from the from this 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 bunker because you stop taking your meds and uh, you're no longer part of their cult let's say and uh well you wake up and i guess the rest of the game is you know probably to try to kind of find out what's happening and um so what happens when you die think. Does Say what? Res what happens when you die? Do you respawn? Do you have to start over? It's a roguelike, you said. Is there? Do you get to continue the storyline across deaths, or how does that go? Uh, well, um, that's a great question. I don't know. Okay. I uh, I died, and um, to me, you know, that signaled the end of the demo, and I, I didn't actually stick around to see where where it would take oh, okay. me. Um, you do get kicked out of the bunker, which is when the game proper actually starts. So I would assume, if anything, then it would bring you back to that. Uh, that story point. And now that you mention it, I, I was there. This was a very intense roguelike. After you died, they took the disc out of the machine and incinerated it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Peter Molyneux is working on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, um, when I was talking to the developer on it, uh, it should be noted that it's they're planning to release it soon, but it is getting released as part of Steam Early Access and Xbox's uh, early release program. Okay. So the game is not finished. The pay for beta. It yeah. is. A, it is a pay for beta. Pay for beta. Um, I but I didn't get a chance to play it, so I can't. I played Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. Well, I didn't play it. I went to a meeting where I was told about how it's different than other free to play games. No, I was told how. The Western release for Final Fantasy Brave Exvius will be different from the Japanese release, and I will tell you three things, and I will stop boring you about Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. It will have a currency that helps you refill your stamina. It will have the ability to um, buy specific characters, unlike random draws in the in the Western and the Japanese one. And there wasn't a third thing. I don't know why I said there are three <laughs> things. Um, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius is a mobile free-to-play game. And they, it's coming out with lots of Final Fantasy characters, and nobody cares. So, what happened? What's Neo? Oh, Neo. Neo's great. Um, so, uh, it was announced like ten years ago for the PS3. Mm -hmm. Stuck in development hell for ten years. They're finally bringing it out on PS4. Uh, it is an action RPG 
uh, the most difficult game I played at E three this year for by far. I uh, I wrote, I wrote an impression on it. I don't know if it's been posted. So is yet. this a Dark Soulsy type game? It, like it, Dark Souls meets Ninja Gaiden. The the combat, oh. like yeah, the combat is uh, Dark Souls reminiscent, but uh, it, it's a little it's faster and. Like, stamina management is important in, in Souls games, but in this one it's even more important, if that makes sense. It, mm-hmm. It's it's more difficult than Souls games, and I say this having played all of them and having only played the alpha for Neo. Uh, I didn't get far in the demo for this. I had 30 minutes, because uh, I died a lot. I'll, I'll just come right out the gate. I died a lot. I tried different sets of equipment. I died a lot. Uh, I tried different weapons. died a lot. I tried getting better at parrying and that and then you tried also, to get good and I tried to work. get good yeah. it did not work in the time I had uh, I enjoyed it though it's a very it's a very it has a lot of Dark Souls elements to it leveling up you just level up one stat at a time when you die you lose all your oh, I forget what the currency is called it's something with a K whatever uh, yeah and then you pick it up and you, you have coins, to go back and pick oh, up coins they're, 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 yeah. they're coin they're key edgy. coins or cock yep. coins or something yeah but the uh Essentially, it, it plays out the same, but the the combat is just it's fantastic. Uh, if I if I ever sit down and like I I was getting good at it during the alpha before it ended. Uh, it's been two months since then, so I wasn't good at it again. But there's really uh, they got rid of weapon durability. So if if you played the alpha for the PS4 and you didn't like the fact that your weapons broke after you know two minutes or three minutes of use, they just got rid of it, and I think that's a, the right decision to make. It does kind of lip clutter your inventory with a bunch of useless drops, but uh, a small price to pay in my mind I'll just I'll just I'll deal with it they can deal with it some other way but it's not that big right. of a deal breaker I don't know I had fun with it it's an action RPG it's very hard uh, it has a lot to do with uh, samurais and demons based uh, I don't actually know what like the main plot of it is because there like there wasn't anyone like I asked a few questions and it was one of those situations where no one there could give me any straight answers so but it, it it's fun definitely if like if you're a Souls fan uh, definitely look out it's for, one it. To look for. It, it's one to look for. It's one to look for. Yeah. Overland worth talking about. Um, it did have a few points that I wanted to talk about. Less a, a dot by dot what the game itself is, but wanted to say that while everyone else was playing their Zeldas and their South Parks and their what have you, I was going to a lot of the indie booths at E3. Uh, a lot of the media coverage focuses on the. Big buildings. I mean, uh, Capcom made a haunted house, and <laughs> couldn't get into that. But uh, Overland was a game that was just playing at the Indiecade, so that was one of the indie groups. Uh, the Media India, the Mix, or what's what's that an acronym for? Media India Exchange was another of the indie groups, and then there was a third grunt bunch of indie folks at the Digger. Digital Devolver Trailer Park. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Right across the street next to the Hooters. <laughs> it was a classic joint, had some good games. Uh, so just bustling between those three uh, centers of indie activity gave a very different E3 feel. All right, so what's Overland and do we care about it? Um, that, that was my second point. Uh, oh. Based on what uh, Pascal said about a uh, We Happy Few being a roguelike but not an RPG and that, that seems to be a very popular trend that so Overland is an RPG but not a roguelike uh no it's oh it's an, oh, another it's... one where it's procedurally generated you don't want to die because you start okay. over but there isn't very much of a uh no progression really built in story it's okay. more of 
the story that you tell yourself while you play it or a story that you make up based on the surroundings and the weird happenings. So, I don't know if we will continue well, to cover of, what, it. What kind of roguelike is it? Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic one. You're traveling from uh, traveling to California. Right, is in it pixelated? It's a... Uh, oh! Oh! Low-poly isometric. Low-poly isometric, you're in a car. Yep. Okay. I know what you, I know what this one is now. Mm. Okay. Cool. What about the... Okay, so... All right, you brought... You opened the door to all these indie games... What's, what are, the, most, what are the, the, the standouts that you, you should want to bring up here? Ooh, I'm really looking forward to uh, Hand of Fate 2. Uh, that, that one actually has a deal I with that. Sony now. Yeah. So, is its indie cred lost? No. Uh, so, Sony's doing a lot for the indie community. Well, Hand of Fate 2 was at the Microsoft booth. Microsoft. You're, you're yeah. correct. Yeah. And uh, apparently I, they were telling me that Microsoft's being real good to indies this year. So You um, could tell. Yeah, and they expanded... Uh, considerably, the indie section of Microsoft. Oh yeah. So Hannah Fate Two felt just like Hannah Fate One to me, with better com. Well, they were saying it has better combat, but the combat that I played was very <laughs> basic. So I don't know that it has better combat. Um, that's their goal: is that combat was a weak point of the first game, and they're trying to make it a lot better. Um, but other than that, it felt like Hannah Fate. You know, more cards, more selecting things. Um, they're going to have lots of challenges and stuff, and it's not going to be as straightforward this time as far as just choosing the card out of the box. And They want to make it so that each challenge, you need to build a deck to beat that challenge rather than just using your strongest cards. Um, yeah, that seems like a good goal. The demo, though, was really easy and didn't show off like any of this. Oh, yeah. One of the big pushes is that it's a deck-building game, but for the purpose of the demo, they they gave you pre-built decks, mm -hmm. so... How much strategy you get can a you companion work into too, and apparently over the course of the game you have multiple companions. It can try to choose the right one for your deck, uh, for what you're trying to face. But again, we didn't see that here. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, the companion we had for this one was a shady minstrel. Mm -hmm. So he influenced some of the other cards that came along. It's kind of like in uh, if you play FTL, when you come to a planet and there's a blue option at the bottom because you have a certain alien in your team. Uh, the the minstrel is giving very similar options. You yeah. can choose some of the basic options or the advanced. I have this shady figure along. He with can the swindle option. people basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other indie games I liked. Uh, I really liked For the King by Iron Oak Games. I uh, it plays very much like a uh, a board game where you move uh, a team of three party members around a hex map of a kingdom and you have different quests. But then, when you encounter monsters on the map, uh, everyone who's within two or three hexes joins the battle, and then it enters a standard uh, turn-based RPG combat system. There are a few fun quirks about it, like uh, spending focus points, which are a very difficult to renew resource to increase your hit chance, and uh, it doesn't sound too exciting, but uh, your hit chance is based on uh, every attack has four hits, pretty much, or three hits for a slower character. So if you have a 50% chance to hit, you have 50% for the first hit, the second hit, and the third hit. But if you spend a focus, the first hit automatically hits. So it's a resource management, time management, and you have to figure out how do I make sense of all these moving parts in both this board game and this RPG. Yeah. Cool. Is that our indie roundup from Zach? 
Uh, for now, I'll, def- okay. I'll <laughs> definitely have some more uh, impressions for all of these posted on the uh, on the site. But those those were the two I really. What wanted else did to we talk hit about. up on Wednesday, folks? Uh, Nordic Games. Okay, you saw a lot of stuff at Nordic Games. Yeah, I saw uh, four games there, um, and I'll I'll try to keep them uh, kind of briefish yeah, right just, now. Just a brief, unless they're like really good or or really significant. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll mention some of the the highlights that I um that that I got, I got from there. Um, there was, and again, half of these are uh, the second or third game in a series that I, I was completely <laughs> like the Guild with. Three. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's start with that one, the Guild Three. So that one's a like a medieval, very realistic. Dude, they gave uh, you a deck of cards for this game. Yeah, I got a card game based on the, the video game. I don't. No, no, no. Uh, the card it's game not is not in the game. No, it's uh, and it's, it's in the game. It's not. It's I don't want to say no, it's, it's the anything. the card version of the video game because they're you know it's a card game. It's completely different from a life sim, which is the, that was kind of what I, what I want to call it. It's like a medieval life simulation. Oh, kind of like what we saw with Kingdom Come Deliverance, right? This, <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds maybe in some ways. This so this one is uh, so the Guild Three is a sandbox game where you uh, you can do anything, you can be anything. You start it. Uh, you start as a, a common serf, and you can work your way up to um, archbishop or mayor of a town or king, you know, what, what have you. Or you cannot. Uh, it's kind of up to you. And you don't control a character, but you control a whole dynasty. Um, and the game is, uh, the, the timeline of the game keeps progressing through the generations. And the game can go on potentially forever as long as you, as you manage to... Uh, have an offspring to continue the line, right? And then that offspring continues the game from where you left it. And um, and I'll I'll include in my write up some of the the options that are possible through a sandbox aspect, and it's it's quite it sounds quite detailed. Then another one um, I played uh, at the at Nordic Games was Spellforce Three, which is uh, a combination RPG and um, uh, real time simulation. So you split your attention between. Um, a uh, an isometric uh, dungeon crawling almost, and then you uh, and with a click of a button you return back to the village where you have to build and upgrade uh, buildings and gather resources and assign workers. So you do both at the same time. So it's like ActRaiser, except the instead of action, it's RTS when you're not doing the RPG part, right? It's all RTS when you're not RPGing, and you're doing both oh, at the same that. time. It's not. Um, oh, you're you, doing it at the same time. You don't oh, pause okay. one, or it's not like Act One. This is only RTS. You have to manage both, and it could be that you're in the middle of a battle with your your heroes that are RPGing right now, and switch back mid battle to go manage some you know some building upgrades or or what okay. have you. Uh, so that one. Well, it, I mean, that sounds almost just like an RTS then. I mean, well, all right, whatever. With the with an RP, RPG uh, dungeon crawling yeah. side to it, yeah. Um, then I saw um, Elix, which um, is a um, it's an open world RPG. It's and spelled E L E X. E L E X, all capital letters. Oh yeah, that's important. Um, yeah. And it's, if it was Japanese, it would be E L E cross. Elix cross. Elix cross. Probably a semicolon in the middle. Uh-huh. So this one's I thought was an interesting mashup of science fiction and fantasy, and it's post-apocalyptic. Open world sandbox game, right? Of course. So, um, and the uh, the developer told told me it's about the size of Skyrim as well. So I'm looking at the Steam screenshots of this thing. It's just environmental screenshots. This game is not well at the time of this. It doesn't look like it was any clo- we're close to done. Does it feel like this game's has a game there yet? Uh, yeah, the area that I saw did, but I I only saw 
one area of all the promised areas in the game. Like, there's different uh, different terrains. Were you in a forest by any chance? Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the screenshots are. So, so what'd you do? Uh, let me explain the what, the mashup element of this game. So, uh, to kind of demonstrate it, the, the dev... Um, this wasn't hands-on. I was watching the dev play. Okay. Um, he took the character and he got into a sword fight with uh, one of the mutated uh, creatures. So, the, the deal is, Elix is an element that was discovered on Earth. And it's basically... Uh, like the reason for the the post apocalypse now because it uh, while it bestows um, a lot of uh, power and abilities and such it also degenerates the mind of the people using it or it degenerates uh, the soil or the the, cre the the creatures in nature so um, so animals are now mutated beasts that must be fought so he got into a sword uh, fight with uh, I don't know a pack of what may maybe had been wolves once upon a time. And uh, in in the middle of it, he activated his jetpack and flew up into the sky, and then and then used the uh, the momentum from from falling back down basically to swing his sword and like crash it into the enemy for extra damage. Well, and then, why didn't he just use a jetpack to leave? And then he and after the battle was done, he used the jetpack to to fly up on top of a mountain. Then he pulled out like a, a blaster gun and shot something off in the distance. So at any time it can be the your standard fantasy uh, sword combat, and then it'll switch immediately to science fiction jetpacks and blaster guns. So okay, what um, I, if you're in sci-fi? Why not just leave and go to a place without Alex? Probably not. Well, that's not that I, high I'm, of a sci-fi. It's oh, probably okay. the the whole world. It's, yeah, it's okay. not not spacefaring or anything like that. Oh, all right, all right. Um, and then <laughs> let's see. And then let me uh, skip, let's skip ahead ridiculous. to the last Nordic game, uh, which was Battle Chaser Chasers Night War, which is based on a comic, uh, a short-lived comic book series back in the late '90s. This was a Kickstarter game, right? Um, I, I believe can, it was. You can was. back it on their website right now. I, I checked oh, that yep. out earlier. I, what, what was yep. this called? Battle Chasers, Battle Chasers Night War. Okay, that's one of those titles where you can rearrange all those words around. Yes, it's, it Night Wars, exact. Battle Chasers. Chasers, <laughs> Chasers Battle, yeah, like, Night Wars. Yeah, yeah you're is, right. This yep. is definitely one of those titles. Yep. So this is a turn-based um, combat dungeon crawler, procedurally generated. Um, it's got a very, um, very colorful, almost cartoony art style to it. Uh, the one thing I really loved about the, the demo here is the combat system. Um... Each character only has a handful of attacks, uh, but they work together in what sounded like really interesting ways. So, um, for example, each uh, each character, which uh, and nobody has the same. There's no such thing as a regular just damage attack. Everybody only has like special attacks that all do something unique. Uh, each character has two that are free to cast, and they're usually something like uh, build up a buff or build up um, action points or of some kind. And then they also have a up to six um, uh, attacks that cost uh, points that must be spent, and the way and they they combine with different characters in different ways. Let's see, there's a total of um, six characters taken straight from the comic book, and you control three in the party at any given time. Um, and it does now. It, it sounds like the comic book series is also. Uh, coming back in a way like there will be um, accompanying comic books with this mm -hmm. um, this is not the story of of the comics this is a, a side story just using the, the same characters so uh, it actually uh, it, it it looked very very polished and um, and the battle system really uh, caught my eye
Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're watching a video of it right now, and I actually I I like the way this, this looks. looks good. It looks really good in motion. You can still back it for thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, if you if you if you if you're sold on it, it it sounds interesting enough actually. Yeah, it looks pretty good. So that's uh, the short version of uh, of what I've Nordic. found over at Nordic Games. <laughs> Sweet. Somebody went to the fractured but whole. <laughs> which I I didn't realize till reading it now that that's it's the fractured comma but space hole yes. right it's not the fractured butthole well it, it there's well, it no is comma that. it oh, is it the is fractured that. butthole oh okay but but it's meant to be said as the, there were a comma the there fractured um I need the uh, needless to say uh, this is probably that's one the, of the South Park game this is the South Park <laughs> game for those who aren't uh, quite up to date on that yet this is probably one of the better games that I personally saw at the show you didn't get to play it though, um, it was not a playable it was not I was it was not playable it was a 20 minute hands on or hands off demo but it was the most entertaining of those hands off demos I had the entire game or the show I really really liked the stick of truth like surprised with how good the stick of truth turned out uh that was a really positive outcome for a licensed product that like the show's not in its prime anymore let's put it that way mm -hmm. um and this sequel looks like they, they aren't even it doesn't even feel like they're playing it safe for the sequel they're dr they're ditching the swords and sorcery they've mined it for all it's worth they're switching to superheroes which at this point is far more played out than swords and sorcery is anyways so it's right it's ripe for it's right for satire. They're changing up the battle system. It's no longer a Paper Mario style thing. It's now almost like a. Uh, they didn't use Banner Saga, but I kept Banner Saga kept coming to mind. Where you have like a, a sort of like. It's a tactical game now. Yeah, there's a little grid. Yeah, um, it, it, it's a grid. System. Like it, oh. it's grid battles, and okay. they even showed off some uh, what they called mass massive combat, but it was like four on three or something like that. I mean, it but, still looks like the the stick of truth. The the yeah. battlefield is laid out, but now there's yeah. a little grid for yeah, it's, moving. It's the, yeah, it's not just people lining up. Um, and it's and it's not just a like a, a Paper Mario esque like you select these this attacks, walk up, hit them with it. Now uh, each class has like a set amount of moves. Uh, a set amount of moves and the moves have like different ranges different properties and they could let uh and positioning has become a lot more important as a result of it um you get uh you start off with three basic classes and they're just uh they're ge generic uh types of superheroes there's the speedster the brutalizer and the blaster so think the flash uh the thing and cyclops but that's, it's, that's it's, their, it's their South Park, it's the show superhero personas that they've had for, yeah. for seasons and yes. seasons now. Yes. Oh, really? And, yeah, so oh, I they, didn't know that those are characters on the show. Although they're like, well, I know they're characters, like, but I didn't yeah. know yeah. they. Coon, they uh, the Coon is uh, like a running the gang. Coon oh, it's Coon and Friends. Coon and Friends, yeah. uh, Mysterion. Oh, okay. And, they're, and the, the plot of it is they're having a civil war because, haha. Oh, but it right. actually, uh, because they're trying to get their friend, they're, they're trying to turn their playgroup into a franchise. But they're arguing over how the franchise is being split up. Like, why, why, why isn't Token, the only uh, black kid in town, not getting his own movie until after everyone else gets a movie? <laughs> it, it, like, it, it, it's the demo. Yeah. Was, the demo was hilarious. Yep. Uh, you picked your class. Each class has a different origin story that that acts as the tutorial uh -huh. for the combat. <laughs> right. And it's it, it's it's almost I don't like I don't know how PG I can or how R rated I can get with this, but. That the uh, they're all they're, it was incredibly humorous. Um, Are there testicles flying through the air? That's all. There are not testicles flying through the air during the demo, no. but the they were implied. Okay. <laughs> the, um, uh, but there were only options for three classes. They say you'll unlock more as you come into contact with more uh, kids, as you start playing with more and more kids, and that you can go to Cartman at any time to change your class 
And eventually they said you would be able to combine classes. Oh, okay. Which, yeah, no, that sounds super interesting. Um, yeah. They, did, they didn't really go into it much beyond that, but that, that caught my attention because there were 12 classes. I counted them out, all the silhouetted ones. Um, then there's also, they wanted to, there were three key points they wanted to focus on, which was more uh, tactical combat, so they switched up the combat a bit. They wanted to have the humor be more interactive, and they wanted to uh, make exploration a bit more of a element to it, so they added what they called fart core. Because uh-huh. uh, your character, you play the same kid as before. It is literally the next day, they just have decided to stop playing Sword and Sorcery, and they're playing superheroes now. Right, okay. And you're, so you're the, new, the same new kid. You're the from, same new kid okay. as before, which means you still have the legendary fart powers you had from the first game, but okay. now they're applied in a superhero context. Uh-huh. And you can combine with other superheroes to uh, traverse areas. Like the human, like the one demo they showed is Butters is the human kite. And he grabs onto your back, and you fart, and he floats you up into the air to get on top of buildings. Oh, in hence town. fart core, like fart core. Yeah, like and yeah, it's okay. their it's their Got fart it. based traversal system. Right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you like, that if you line. like, if you like the fart based traversal system, <laughs> it is a. Uh, it's if if you I like think they're the only game with that. Yep, this no, year. it's a unique. It's a it is a unique. Final feature. Fantasy Fifteen's demo could have, <laughs> could have used more of that. <laughs> That would have improved things. Needless to say, the de- the demo the demonstration was a lot of fun. It was funny. The writing's on point. They got Matt and uh, Trey back to do the script. It look it looks like a blast. If you want like if you want a lighter RPG that's funny and you're like South Park fans are going to get this. I don't have to sell it to them. But uh, even people who are like it, it's not quite. I can't like call it a Paper Mario clone anymore. So like we didn't get a Paper Mario for a while. So play Stick of Truth. But it looks to be a fun, light RPG that looks... Which is good, because the next Paper Mario apparently is not an RPG No, no, Color color Splash can go... mm. But yeah, so South Park looks great. Okay. Then we played Gwent. I don't think there's much to say about Gwent. If you've played Gwent and you know you want to play Gwent... It's better Gwent. It's an improved Gwent. It's an improved Gwent. It's amazing. More cards, (laughs) more... You have to they're, pick they're, more they're talking about having meaty single player content to it. We didn't get to see. It. We got. Okay, yeah, they didn't have that it. yet. Yeah. We got to see a little bit of it. Uh, I don't know how much RPG. They teased some story stuff, they but they didn't really stuff, show. They didn't really. You're going to play Gwent for the battles. Yeah, Big deal. Yeah, Whatever. There'll Gwent. be story, yeah. and then you'll play Gwent. That's your single player. CD Projekt Red is great. And you make choices, and it affects your later Gwent battles. And you get you get certain cards based off the choices you make. Yes, choices matter. So you'll get like okay, whatever. And then (laughs) NIS America. Did you get to see anything? Did you get to play anything there, or did you just you sit through PowerPoint? I forget how that worked. Uh, (laughs) I did get a lot of discussion about uh, upcoming games, but the one thing that I was able to play was Yomawari Night Alone for the Vita. Ooh, a Vita game. Yeah. And it's just for Vita? Uh, also available on Steam. Okay, I was going to say put up your Mac signal. So what is, <laughs> what is, what is this now? What is Yomamari, The Night Alone? It's a survival horror game. Oh, great. But... I'm going to check out now. <laughs> but if we are allowed to review Count Lucanor and call it an RPG... Because, because <laughs> I don't it, know what lo- Count Lucanor is! Well, you should read you my review. You keep saying that! Okay, I'll go read it. It's right there on the latest <laughs> All right. features it's, bar. It's like up there now? It is literally yeah. up there Oh, wow. Time. Okay. I'm looking at it. Uh, is this like Corpse Party, or is this like, um, uh, Never... No, not Never... Never Alone? No. Never in no, not, no, 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 no. No, um, Don't Starve? Is this like uh, how hoary and how survivally is this? Well, you are a young girl and you go out at night and there's no one out there except for monsters. 
Oh. These monsters are based on Japanese yokai, so uh, some of them are... Wait, is this a crossover of the yokai watch? <laughs> nope, nope. Oh, okay. Uh, as far as we know. Yeah, I, I certainly did not see any of those yokai. Uh, the, the non-hyphenated yokai. Okay. And uh, when the monsters touch you, uh, the screen turns black and they are big splatters of blood. And there aren't really combat mechanics, so you do not want to be touched. So you just die? You, you, you can also run. And you oh, okay. <laughs> it's a very short game. All right. <laughs> so you're just running away from monsters? And you have a flashlight. Are you trying to go home or something? Or? You start out at home. You're looking for your sister who disappeared. Okay. And, and there were no other people in, on the streets, so I'm assuming that they also disappeared. Is this a long game? This sounds like... Uh, how do you make a full game out of this? I don't understand. Uh, you encounter ghostly figures in the streets, and you get flashbacks or hallucinations. Or... Do you have to run quests for the ghosts? Or uh, quests appear like go to this. Or... What happened in the demo I played was my sister disappeared, so I went out into the street and I tried to find her, and I ended up at a place where I found a flashlight. Then I was told to go back home, and when I did, I saw another hallucination or a flashback. Along the way, I had... Are we going to find out you killed your family or something crazy? I don't yeah, know. How it, Silent Hill 2 are we going it, it, with? It's a very <laughs> mysterious game. And uh, I'm curious to try try more, but it is a lot of uh, hiding in the bushes so monsters don't touch you, or finding out what each yokai's specific pattern is. I don't want to play this. This is scaring me now. Some of them will chase you. Some of them will just kind of mumble. Some of them will follow a set path. I just just remember when you're getting scared. It's like, oh yeah, I'm playing on a Vita. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're very tiny. So that's what I did at Nisa. Okay. Cool. Uh, and that's anything else we did Wednesday that mattered. Yeah, okay, I think that's it. Uh, not RPG related. Oh, what did you, what did you have? Something not RPG. Or, yeah, well, something all, big. Something you like. Um, I spent some time in that indie section of of Xbox's uh, show floor. Deliver us the moon. I played. Uh, Troll and I. Um, that well, that one wasn't at Microsoft. That was over. Um, where was that? Uh, on the other side, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix Wright. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I played Headlander over in that indie section. That's the Double Fine game where you're just a head and you have to plug into suits and like oh. defeat oh. other suits or plug into machines and power them and do stuff. Oh, I, I plugged that. into a vacuum machine in order to sneak into a small tunnel that only let vacuum machines through. <laughs> so that's kind of like puzzle mechanics and shooting yeah. at the same time and you're just a head. You can't talk, you have no ones. Um, so and and it's set in like '60s era spot. It's it's got like an Austin Powers esque <laughs> motif. It's not inspired by that, but it's inspired by the same thing that inspired that. So very a lot of phallic imagery and love imagery. And so I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, it, the the spaceship you leave in. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the spaceship in Austin Powers. So that's that's uh, that's uh, that. It looks good. And it looks like, yeah, it's double fine, so they, they kind of make polished stuff, so that looks cool. Um, also over there, I picked, I I did the other game that they recommended in their Sony section, also by Adult Swim Games. So Adult Swim Games publishing that one from Double Fine. Adult Swim Games also publishing a game from, uh, I forget the name of the studio, but it's called Rise and Shine. And it is a game where you play as Rise, who lives in the, the, king, uh, the, the world of Game Earth. And the world of Game Earth is basically populated by video game characters of all sorts. Like, the one of the first characters you meet is essentially Link from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> He's the legendary hero, 
and he's got Shine, which is uh, the special gun, and he hands it to you because he, he's not respawning anymore for reasons that they don't reveal to you yet, and so he gives you the gun, which gives you the ability to respawn, and you're just a kid. You don't really have a name for yourself yet, but as you're progressing past signs to Cor Coralica Village and uh, City 17 and San Andreas and other sorts of... They've got mm. references to other games all over <laughs> this thing. You, They've got a very interesting shooting mechanic where it's a cover-based... It's a side-scrolling cover-based shooter um, with puzzle elements and different bullets, uh, different ammo that affect your puzzles. So they, the two types of ammo in the demo is um, just regular ammo and electric ammo, which you... So you either have to shoot one or the other based on your target, which is not really a big puzzle. Um, but then the other thing you can do with your ammo is remote control it. And so it involves in you getting close to these little remote repeaters and kind of controlling your ammo and navigating it through puzzles, either to get around obstacles or to get pat onto the other side of an enemy that's shooting you. So you have to take time while you're dodging bullets sit down, maneuver a remote control bullet to the other side of them to break a weak point, and then you can start getting past the bosses and stuff. Um, it is very bright and cheerfully animated. There's a lot of blood when people are destroyed. Your character dies in very gruesome deaths of disintegration <laughs> or decapitation, and then you just respawn. They're, are um, they bright and cheerfully animated, gruesome yes, deaths? Yes, very much so. And your mom, your mom, uh, you, you meet your mom at some point, and then it turns out that you're the one with the gun now, so you have to be the one to go on this journey. It's bound to you. Um, and you have to go, go to the king, and he'll know how to stop the space marine attack. Which that you pay, Essentially, it looks like Halo's invading, or Gears of War is invading this world. Um, so your mom tells you, well, honey, I, I wish it didn't have to be you to had to go save the world, but all the characters of Game Earth at one time or another are called upon to save the world. Um, your father does it every couple of years, and he comes back just fine. So, you know, good luck and Godspeed. Um, it's like, all right, cool. And it's a lot of cheeky writing like that. And so I highly recommend it. Um, it's not out yet, and I'm hoping they tweak some of the remote control mechanics, but um, yeah, and that's, that's also being published by Adult Swim. Um, I guess we should go to, yeah, I don't think it's based on, no, 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 uh, get rid of the A, it's not Game Earth, like G-A-M-E-A-R-T-H, but it's, uh, it's actually called Rise and Shine is the name of the game, so okay. it just takes place on Game Earth. Alright, I guess that brings us to Thursday, today. Yeah, I'm... Before we do that, do we want to gush about uh, I Am Satsuna for a little bit? Oh, that yeah. was going to be part of my Thursday, guys. Oh, okay. That's part of my Thursday us, as well. Yeah. Okay, it was part of my Wednesday. All right. Oh, you guys go ahead, because I think you, well, you have dibs because you got the, the first uh, experience with it. You want to start off, Chris? I'll just I Am in. Satsuna is a story where you are a mercenary, and the tutorial brings you through kind of a little um, section where you fulfill your first little mercenary mission which is to save a girl from some boss and like it, it is you walk around it's a you're walking around a map you see enemies you walk into them and either you surprise them or not and then that determines whether or not you get a surprise attack against them once you get into combat it is freaking chrono trigger the combat is just the chrono trigger to the point you get a character second character in your party later if you charge up your attack long enough you can do something called x strike like it is <laughs> that it is that much chrono trigger um as you're progressing through, uh, you know, you get through the tutorial mission, um, you are then sent on a mission to assassinate some girl, 
and guess what? You find out that you go to assassinate the girl, and you kind of can't bring yourself to kill her, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're going to be um, in her party. Best so, friends, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, you're going to be, it sounds like you're going to be best friends. Um, so you're there, and a couple other, you know, you, you all set out on a journey together, um, but in the demo, well, it's not a demo, it was just a game. Yeah, it's there yeah to play. it's pretty clear. So I played, like, through three different bosses, um, and I, I don't know what to say other than it's basically a Chrono Trigger battle system. It's not a Chrono Trigger style artwork. It's a very different art style. Um, it's a very pretty art style, and the game looks polished and nice. The music was all piano music, um, which I don't I don't care for as much, but um, I know it, some it people very... It fits, it fits the, the mood, the which is slightly melancholy, because this yeah. girl's got to go sacrifice it, herself. It's, 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 a, it's a, a somber tone to a game. Yeah. Um, and you're supposed to be there assassinating her, but you're her friend, and it's like, well, she's got to sacrifice herself anyway. May, may as well just tag along and take credit for it, right? So, <laughs> Final Fantasy X? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then next thing I know, I'm on a ship and I'm fighting a giant sea monster. And the battles, Final Fantasy X. The boss battles were pretty hard um, for me, but I was very barely scraping along using health items and just kind of spamming cures until I run out of energy, and then it was just like. Well, don't die, don't die, don't die, and eventually I didn't die. Um, the only twist I'd see versus Chrono Trigger's battle system is this mechanic where if you don't do anything while the battle's going on, and this means the enemy can be whacking on you, but if you continue to sit there and not do anything, you charge up these three SP. They call them SPs. And then once you have these SPs charged, you don't have to wait for all three to do this, but if you have all three charged, then you can do more in succession. If you press square, like at the exact moment that you do an attack, or in the exact moment you use a healing item, or cast a spell, it will do extra damage or extra healing or whatnot. And then, the more often you do that, random elements will happen in the battle, like, this enemy will drop 200% more loot, or this enemy will drop... Uh, you know, they, they call them singularities, but they, they occur yeah. randomly when you use uh, the SP, the momentum attacks, essentially. Yeah, and um, my favorite moment was the second boss I killed with a momentum attack so I got a momentum kill and it was like all proud of me and I had one guy still standing and it was that really good JRPG moment of like I pull it off I didn't die I didn't have to reload yay um, but yeah I am Setsuna it, I, I don't know if I'm going to say that this game stands up to Chrono Trigger just yet it's a very basic story so far if we don't hype it up maybe <laughs> it's not going to have a chance if we hype it up right yeah. but the, the thing that's Chrono Trigger you might like it, it. is the, the battle system. So if you like that battle system, give this a shot. See if the story's for you. Don't hype it up. Um, did I miss anything, or you want to add anything? Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was very pretty. It uh, is very pretty. Uh, especially uh, the part where I started to notice that was on the snowy island in the beginning of the game. You're walking... The areas where you walk are a thick snowbank, and it leaves trails behind you of the snow that you walked through. Your uh, character's feet are tiny. Like they go to little points. Fire emblem like, feet. Yeah. Fire emblem feet. Yeah. Uh, ruin the game now. Yeah. This is uh, not a Tarantino let, game. Let's, let, let, uh, I'll put it this way. When somebody wants to make a uh, like a, a, an art style that is reminiscent or, or uh, calls back to a PlayStation 1 era sort of game, this is the like proper way to do it. Because I got very like PlayStation 1 vibes from it. It doesn't look like a play. It looks much better than a PlayStation 1 game. But its style seemed very PlayStation 1 with much better production values. Like, it's not pixelated at all. It's not anything like that. Nobody just... really went for Chrono Trigger in the PS1 area, did they? 
I'm not counting Chrono Cross. I, I, I'm, I'm no, fair enough. I, I'm saying it because it is fully 3D. Okay. As opposed yeah, to sprite. Right, fair enough. Yeah. Hmm. But it looks good. It looks very good. It's like a polished indie title is what it feels like to me. Like or like that's a small, a, that's a, in, not indie, but like a smaller production. And, 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 and that's really what it is. Yeah. Is, is yeah. but it got it got some pretty good buzz on the on the floor. I mean, there was always somebody. They had it, they had it set up in four different stations. And there was always somebody at each station yeah. and a few people waiting. But there wasn't a line like there was for Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Well, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts fans are a different breed. Yeah, so. I wouldn't expect it to for this game. But um, you guys aren't the, the only people that I heard describing or uh, comparing it to Chrono Trigger. That's what that battle system is. I heard that on the, show, on the show floor, too. And, you know, that I'm, pretty sure it's, I'm fairly certain it's the same director. No. Um, or, or at uh, least made of remnants of... Tokyo RPG Factory yeah. is made of remnants of the Chrono Trigger team. Well, that, I mean, remember the directors for that game is like the dream team, so I doubt they got them all back together. Like, uh, that comparison by itself, Chrono Trigger, that would be enough to inter highly interest me to go check it out, or maybe even more. Um, but I also feel like, you know, the previous game you were talking about, I forget the name of it now, uh, but you said it's a, it's a cover-based side-scrolling shooter with puzzle mechanics yeah. and remote control ammo now compare if if you compare that level of just you know gotta gotta have all these different elements in a game to just hey this is a uh this is a turn-based slow-paced uh old school yep. uh jrpg yeah it looks it looks nice it sounds nice but those are just like icing on the cake i mean to mm -hmm. me it's enough just to uh, to have it be that that throwback, slow paced JRPG, yeah, 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 something something simple, you know, and hopefully with a good story. I mean, it's out in Japan. We could probably look up reviews from Jeff from Japan. Uh, and, and I was wrong. There's there's no one involved uh -oh. in the Chrono Trigger. Team. It got a 32 out of 40 on Famitsu. You can't play anything that didn't get a perfect score from Famitsu, right? Yeah, that's that's not exactly a glowing review from Famitsu. But that's then again, nice. like, do we really need Famitsu? <laughs> it looks like it was good enough there, so. We'll have to judge I, I mean, I mean, Square here. Enix just didn't write a big enough check for Famitsu to yeah, is that how that give works? it. Sorry. Yeah, shots <laughs> fired. Thirteen two got well, forty. What I am Setsuna, by the way. You can rename Setsuna. So at that point, what is the meaning of the title? What? It's all a lie. <laughs> are, 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 are unless the ending Setsuna? has some really deep stuff going yeah. on. Hey, uh, what did uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 get from Famitsu? <laughs> so I went to the interview for Kingdom Hearts 2.8 and um, so what's nice is it's being directed by like our produ the producer on the title was like a Canadian guy who you know speaks Japanese and English so it's like it didn't it was not a translated interview for once it's like that was awesome um, all I found out was that you know the there's new stuff in the game in as far as a giant backstory of the whole keyblade things and how they came to be and stuff and there's a redo of dream drop distance if you didn't play it on 3ds now you can play it on on here in 2.8 and then there's uh, the third part is oh i forget the, the third part uh, extended extend fragmentary brave story uh so point two or something i don't yeah. it doesn't matter um this game isn't for me at this point because I haven't even gotten through Kingdom Hearts 2 yet even though I like Kingdom Hearts 1 uh, until I put a lot more time into it this this isn't really aimed at me the lines for playing this game is, I'm really annoyed that we get appointments for this game and it's for an interview I didn't actually get to play the game the lines for the game were super long by far the longest lines at Square Enix's booth and I don't understand why Like the 12 didn't have as long of lines and this is essential this is less than a 12 
Like like twelve is a remaster. I, but I this has more new content for fans of the series because there are two new things in this game. Were they in, in the addition demo, to the Were they being demoed though? Uh, I don't know. You get to play as Aqua, which is the dream job distance. Oh uh, well, then maybe game. then maybe it was new stuff. I don't know. If it was new stuff they were demoing, then it makes sense. If not, yeah. then I'm. If you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you want to see more Kingdom Hearts stuff, then it's in here. Um, they did say, you know, while they, they focus on putting new Disney worlds in games, they don't seem to be focusing so much on putting new Final Fantasy worlds in games. Um, and that made me sad. The, no, I, think I asked that question. Did, I think they flat out said that no Final Fantasy worlds in uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 yeah. recently. Which is something like sad. Um, but whatever. Um, and he, he also said that he thought Chain of Memories was a good game, which I don't... <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I what, like what's he gonna do? Well, he said he liked it. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Said, but I mean, like, I don't. He works for the company. Yeah. What's he gonna do? And then the it. other person in the interview with me, um, Alexa from Gamespot, was like, "Oh, play the play the PS2 version. Play the PS2. It's way better than GBA version." It's like, okay, I'll trust you. I still may not play it, but at least <laughs> I will acknowledge that maybe they fixed the problems. <laughs> All right. So. What do we got Thursday? Um, oh, dude! This morning we saw Tyranny. We did see Tyranny. Dude, that's uh, that's another yes. uh, that's another Infinity Engine style game. Uh, yep. No, it's a well. I guess we can call it the Pillars Engine now, even though that's yeah. just Unity. Um, no, we we went. I got some hands on time with Tyranny, which I'm super excited about. Love. This what was Obsidian, Obsidian is developing this. It was in the Paradox booth because yep. they're publishing it. Yep. No, we we get to skip the Kickstarter this time. Obsidian has found a. An ally in Paradox, and I'm happy for that because Tyranny looks. Great. I, and this just played like you know, uh, pause and and real time commands pause. combat. Yep. You know, and the it's a it's they, more like the pillars battle system, I guess. It, it is. They dropped mana. They just, it was a they, totally different spell selection. Yeah, the, yeah. So, the, the, the skill and spell selection were. Whereas a lot in pillars, different. there's a lot of D and D equivalent spells. Yeah, you know? this isn't D and D. This doesn't. This like, is this not D and D. This yeah. is uh um, and we didn't really get a huge chance. I I got a little bit of a chance to be a dick, but not a huge chance. So supposedly you can become your own tyrannical dictator. That's not what they were showing me. I kept yelling at Zach to like behead that person, and he wouldn't do it. I, and you couldn't I kill made, people. Uh, at the who end were of it, I made the most evil decision. Yeah, you and decided. It felt to take great. over this thing for yourself instead of whoever and it felt great. You. It, yeah and that felt good but we didn't get to see any consequences from it because no. that was the end of the demo no, yeah, 15-20 minute demo but the demo was really just walk around and do do some it was, it was a combat demo and uh, and the, they're, they're, they're eschewing levels in favor of a skill based system and the skill based system will have uh, greater Im- like will have greater implications in uh, dialogue uh, for example like I just we had middling lore, and we got a lore option, and the lore option was... I, I, I mean, this stuff is present in Pillars of Eternity, but but it's uh, entirely uh, based off of um, skills instead. Uh, and so it's it looks different enough from Pillars. Like, it's building off of Pillars, the things Pillars did right, but it's trying its own things, which I'm happy I guess. I, it was a short demo. It, like, it felt good, and it, it felt, felt far along, too. It felt, and it did feel, well, they say it's coming out this year. Okay. I can see it getting pushed back, because this is Obsidian we're talking about. Well, right. I, actually, I could see it getting released in an unfinished state. I was disappointed there were no, no major Obsidian bugs in this game. It's kind of like demo, Pillars, anyways. where there's not a lot of bugs. It's like, what, who are you anymore? Well, I why, don't know who you, you are. You released a product that feels finished. It's odd. I'm, yeah, I'm used to. I'm this. used to you finishing it. Like, this is new reality. Making, of making it, making it, making it like a clearly unfinished game, and then going like the publisher screwed us, which is true ninety percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then no, you're just putting out quality. Player. I can't handle. It. Zach, it's too much. You saw Barkley shut up in Jam Gaiden too. 
Not quite. I saw the magical realms of Tirnanog escape from Necron 7, Revenge of Coquelin, the official game of the movie, Chapter 2 of the Hoop Sparkly Saga. Oh, yeah, of course. Which is the true name of what I just said. Yes. I, well, if you're not going to, if you're not going to put, they put a lot of effort into that title, and if you're not going to say it, you know, don't bother. Yep, and uh, the title really communicates uh, the feel of the game based, based on what I saw. It's very much uh, a celebration of excess and... Uh, does this pick up at the end of the of Barkley Shut Up and Jam Guide? How does this fit into the Hoop Saga? Uh, it, as, you, as the title tells us, it's chapter two of the Hoop Sparkly Saga. Okay. Um... Why are you even asking? Me? <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? I thought this was obvious. Who's already. publishing this? Where did you see this? Uh, it was at the Digital Devolver booth, just... but not oh. because Digital Devolver is yeah, publishing. I'm assuming it's self published. Yeah. Like the other one was. Self published through a Kickstarter. But... Yeah, I know they Kickstarted this one. They got more serious this time. This yeah. is chapter two of the Well, that's the title's three times as long, well, so you yeah. can tell they got serious. Well, that, they, you need to make, raise a certain amount of money for each character you want to add into the. Is that title like 140 characters? That's <laughs> that's why just one well, that tweet. fit in a tweet. <laughs> I will go and check. Okay. Uh, the big takeaway uh, I got from this uh, presentation, uh, it wasn't on the official schedule. He was just filling in for somebody last second on the Digital Devolver uh, <laughs> timesheet. Of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Organized. Well organized. All right. Yes. Uh, big takeaway, or the best story, I guess, was I learned that you can die during character creation. <laughs> <laughs> By just Love taking it. too long, or hot, what? If you choose poorly, if you choose poorly, it's 148 characters. By the if way, you can't even tweet the title. It's too long to tweet. Kingdom Hearts. This is how you make. This is how you make overly long, complicated titles. So the the character creation seem uh, seemed seemed very much a direct callback to something like uh, Ultima Four, where you meet a uh, fortune teller and they deal you tarot cards. Only uh, this game takes that uh, to a, a ridiculous level. It asks for your blood type. It asks for your birthday. <laughs> Social security number. asks you uh, some morality questions. Uh, it places your alignment along one of those uh, meme-style, D&D-style alignment grids, each one with a different little picture of what a lawful good or a chaotic neutral character looks like. And uh, if you answer some of the opinion questions wrong, you will die. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. Game of the show. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing more, but uh, no idea on a time frame. When asked, uh, the developer said, uh, release date is 2033. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the third chapter. That sounds yeah. great. No, this, <laughs> this happens in the year 6666. <laughs> uh, speaking of good names, I also uh, played... Uh, no... <laughs> I played Sometimes Always Monsters, the sequel to Always Sometimes Monsters. Are you sure it was what a terrible idea! Are you sure it was the sequel? Because I'm not quite sure the sequel even exists yet. Well, the developer gave me a mnemonic. The, uh, the shortened form of Sometimes Always Monsters is Sam. And there's a character in Sometimes Always Monsters named Sam. However, there's also a character in Always Sometimes Monsters named Sam. So how, did, that, so that doesn't how does that help? How does that help at all? Was the game uh, this, any? What? T tell me, uh, is the game better? Is it? What are they doing? What is this? Is it just the first game and nobody played it, so they won't know? I will say this. I I like the premise. It's uh, you 
you're going on a book tour in a bus with a few other people. So in the first scene, uh, 10 other fledgling authors are in a room with you and you talk to them and figure out what their books are about. And then depending on which ones you talk to in which order, those are the ones that go on the bus with you. So I ended up with a drug dealer to the stars, a uh, born again Christian who had a book called The True Story of, of the Last Supper, a, uh, a teen horror writer, and a real introverted lady who writes uh, jungle adventure stories that are real action-packed. So uh, character-wise, the game seems interesting. There wasn't very much to do in the demo, though, and what I did do, I can write about, and you can read about. <laughs> okay. Well, sometimes it's an adventure always. game. Sometimes always, or always sometimes. So you can always sometimes read about it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we, we went to Warhammer 40K, Inquisitor Martyr. Yes, we did. Which is a a very early, very early Diablo style uh, Warhammer game from Neocore. The people made Van Helsing. Um, it is looking real rough right now. Um, the demo they were playing looked better. The ones we got on like that they they let us get hands on with. 10, it was full of second. like sound bugs and slow frame rates and. It is not there yet. So uh, they, I don't. They probably shouldn't have opted. We played to as a come. super slow class, and yet two. So we played as the Inquisitor class, which is like a heavy tank. Well, I, I right? think uh, we were playing as the. I mean, the, we're all technically Inquisitors. I don't know if we were. I'm not. Su we're not super familiar with the 40k universe. I know enough to know that it's goofy. Well, we were like the mechanical soldier walking tank. Yeah, type we were. Guys. We were a heavy space marine. Yeah, which so, I think. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, whatever. And so, you know, we walked slowly, we shot things with rifles, and... Um, the, the combat isn't smooth It's yet. Diablo, and so you just kind of whack on things yeah. with your skills until they die. Yeah, and, and, and the problem yeah. is the combat isn't smooth yet, and a game like this... Oh, and you there's need no the combat to be smooth, and, and usually the, you need the combat to be faster, so this felt a little awkward so far. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, the, the other character was like an assassin type lady. She did play faster in the demo we saw, and their frame rate was better on the laptop they were playing on. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if they just like they got crappy computers to come out here and just try and run this, yeah. not ready to show pre-alpha. It, it it was rough around the edges. I. Uh, the one cool thing they had was the environments are destructible. Yes, yeah. Which is so cool. enemies would hide behind cover and you could just destroy them and, 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 and vice versa. Like if you're like, oh, cry. well, we couldn't die in this thing, so it, that part was kind of yeah. But anywho, it was it's not ready to be shown yet. I hope to see a more complete form of it later. They didn't even have loot. It's a game about hitting things and watching the loot they have fall. And there wasn't loot in it. Yeah, well, so, it's, well, it's, it's not main, there yet. It's not there yet. It's it is main super driving, early. It's super early. It's main driving. When is it coming force. out? Next year? They said next year. Yeah. Um, which is more than enough time. But which like, is when fine, you don't even yeah. have loot implementation in a game that is entirely 100%. loot driven. So whatever. Yeah, it's it's an early enough game. I'm I I hope to see it in a more complete form because there's there's some ideas there that are pretty cool. Yeah, and it's a and it's Warhammer 40k is a goofy universe and I enjoy it. I I, I like the aesthetic of yep. the universe. It's great. So I there was played. another character they showed that's like a rogue type character, and we yeah, had to play as it, yeah. and that character looked way more fun. Yeah, <laughs> the assassin character looked faster. She had two swords, where the other guy just like that big one, and he was he was slow and lumbering, which I can see why people might like it. But in a game like this, speed, speed, speed. I need to I need my loot to drop. I need to pick it up. I need to see if it's any good. Drop it and then continue onwards. Uh, they're doing some unique stuff with like the end game. 
but that also we could, we didn't get a chance to see. The, the game was too early. They probably yeah. shouldn't have brought it to the show. We shouldn't yet. even talk about it anymore. What else? We got? <laughs> we got, well, you and I went to go see Deus Ex. Yeah, that was just weird. They sat us down in front of the public theater demo where we saw mm-hmm. that Deus Ex. It was it was is great Deus Ex. We went to the the desk and he walked us over to, like, yeah, to the theater here. that everybody on the show floor is yeah. watching already. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> we had guaranteed seats, yeah. but it didn't even fill up. To what everybody was getting yes. to see. Were they nice seats? Yeah, front row. Front row. Um, yeah, it was, so then it was just the, the, the demo that we watched. They walked us through that the Deus Ex Mankind Divided is like Deus Ex, but you have more, bigger, better, badder augments that you can get. Um, what else did they show that, you know, they... I, they showed like the intro mission kind of thing where yeah it seemed like the very first cares, mission right it's um, like story stuff and whatnot but I mean and it the, just felt like Deus Ex and the trailer which was like a actual um, uh, like live action yeah um, it, it, it it looked it looked great um, but then again so did the the previous game so I wouldn't have expected anything, anything they, they made it clear that you know you can do non-lethal options on everything now including oh, yeah. the bosses but other than that, everything I saw there was like, yeah, this is just, you know, an improved Deus Ex. And I played Deus Ex, and it played good. It played like Deus Ex 1, um, except I was playing with a controller, and I don't like playing that game with a controller. It played like Human Revolution. Uh, yeah, sorry. It played like Human Revolution. Sorry, that's my first Deus Ex, not everybody else's. Um, <laughs> it it does like not Human play Revolution, like the original Deus Ex. now there's Sex. more email in people's pockets. Um, because people have like personal digital assistants that you find and read the emails in their pockets. And there's um, daylight. There's daylight. You actually get to walk around the very first mission in. in the in first daylight. game didn't have much daylight, did it? No. Um, Half I the don't cities were like any. under skylines. Yeah, like, I need yeah, to replay like, the first game. Man, that game's good. It was basically just dark blackness and. But other than that, it's like more and better odds, more and better hacking, more or better hacking, I guess. And supposedly they say that. I, well, how much did how much did the first game get into the segregation of the society? What's they, the yeah, now we've got apartheid. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, I thought that was like a really uh, yes, um, emotional story angle. Story stuff, right? Well, yeah. well, yeah. Why would you play RPGs for? for yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting hook. I I'm still trying to figure out how they segue from the ending of Human Revolution <laughs> to the beginning of this game because, man, there's some questions there about how <laughs> you get from one to the other. All right. Well, so unless I, they're retconning it, <laughs> Adam Jensen is in in Prague and he gets a um, a voicemail uh, from from David Saris and it mentions you know I haven't talked to you in a, in a few years now it says yeah so years. something has definitely happened and they've you know fast forwarded over some of that or maybe that'll be a special like tutorial mission I still think that there there are things they set up in the DLC for the first game that they could leverage for some interesting plot twists here but I don't know what they're gonna do with it. So I I don't know. Maybe they won't reveal it till you're halfway through the second game. Like here's what actually happened there. And by the way, as always, because it's Deus Ex, the Illuminati are the real bad guys. So. <laughs> Literal silhouette heads. Yeah. Figures. Um, and then I also went to go. My last RPG really of of um, E3 was I went to go play um, or see rather the Long Journey Home. What is that? From Daedalic. It's it's a, uh, a picture Mass Effect, but without the on-foot um, sections, if it was just the um, the spaceship. Okay. Um, so the story of uh, The Long Journey Home is uh, basically, they call it a reverse RPG. Does it have the music for Mass Effect? Space it, uh, And without <laughs> the music of Mass Effect. Oh. I mean, there, w- 
will be that music. menu music is so good they kept it in all three games. All right, <laughs> it's that. So this but is just, just FTL to be or fair, or what? To be fair, no game on the show floor had Mass Effect's music. So okay. no, this one right. wasn't unique in that way. Right. So uh, they dubbed a reverse RPG. Um, at the start of the the game, actually, so you start, level down. Uh, no, this the, you're you're fully powered up. At, well, I mean, it's not nothing that you've never heard of before. You're fully powered up at the beginning. Um, you pilot, or you're the captain of a uh, a spaceship that goes on a um, a research mission into outer space. Something happens. Um, you lose uh, the majority of your crew, your crew. Your ship uh, gets powered down to just basics, and the the game, the point of the game, is making your way back to Earth. But to do so, you have to, which is why uh, the t- the title is Long Journey Home. So it's so a- it's Star Trek Voyager, except you don't have much of a crew with you, and there are no whales. Oh, Voyager. Voyager. <laughs> That's the journey um, home, not the long journey home, right? And, or the uh, voyage home. Right. Sorry. Yeah. So, so it's more Battlestar Galactica plus FTL. <laughs> sure. You guys play it and let me know because uh, <laughs> uh, I, I like I, combos. Not, not because I don't want to play the game, but because I don't know um, Star Trek. Sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, to, so to make your way home, you have to pass through. Um, believe, um, I want to say procedurally generated um, systems. Yes, procedurally oh. generated, uh, filled with uh, different alien races, which you can interact with, some hostile, some friendly, some probably neutral. You have different choices of what to do with them, depending on what they ask you to do. If they ask you to do anything, um, you can uh, you can land on planets, you can uh, look, look or mine for resources on planets, and which you will need to make your way back to Earth. Um, and a playthrough, it seems pretty short, because um, they actually want you to play through multiple times. Um, uh, they told me a playthrough would be, I want to say about four to six hours, but it's estimated, not not 100% confirmed yet. And then you start over another uh, another game, you pick different crew members, which will um, imbue your, your spaceship or your, uh, your crew with different uh, boosts or abilities. Like, for example, if you have a doctor, it will help uh, keep everyone healthy. If you have a, uh, a mechanic, he can help keep the ship repaired, and you play through it a second time, uh, going through... You know whatever the procedurally gener- generator uh, throws at you, and uh, yeah, and that was my last um, my last RPG of the day. What did you guys play today, or anything else you played that you want to talk about? Because we're out of appointments, I think. Uh, yeah, we're, okay. Um, I just tried uh, a few a few indie things, uh, RPG related, anyways. Uh, Masquerade, uh, Song and Shadow. Uh, Shadows and Song, it's one or the other, uh, which is kind of a light, uh, inspired by, say, Dragon Age Origins or the Gold Infinity, Infinity Engine games, but on a much lighter scale, like comfortable to play with a controller. Uh, so a lot more limited in movement, uh, or, like the amount of moves you can do, and like tactics, like it was just parties of three. But it, it did play comfortably on a controller, and uh, the setting, which takes place in like this Venetian... Uh, in this kind of this fantasy Venice that uh, where uh, magic is discovered that is stored in masks that like and they grab like it's masks in the universe have magic powers and there's a very and there's a social divide from people who have masks and people who don't and you kind of play a former Sherlock Holmes type who is uh, who gets exiled for help of like helping a rebellion but he gets called back several years later to help solve a murder of a higher up of major import and uh it's it, it played nice uh i the the developers were there and they talked me through a lot of it and it was soup they were super hands-on 
it looked it looks interesting they started talking a lot about how they wanted to focus more on the story and character so they were okay with kind of making a lighter rpg in that regard and so it, it comes out i want to say it comes out soon so it looks it, it looks really good it has a it's hand-drawn to uh 2d backdrops with uh 3d character models but they it kind of looks like a disney movie from like the 60s or 70s so like banner saga Ish, yeah, like Banner Saga. Uh, the the animated cutscenes in Banner Saga are no Banner Saga works. Yeah, it, it looks kind of like Banner Saga. It's not like the exact same style, but it you'd get this you'd get a similar vibe from it. Mm. That's that's okay. fair enough. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun enough. And then the only other thing I played was uh, Eater. How would you pronounce it? Uh, I was just trying to look that up. Eater. 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 E I T R, which okay. is so. Pixel- is this, I'm looking at this. Is this a Super Brothers game? It is. It, oh, that's actually a fair, like. No, it is not. No, Revolver Digital and Enemy Entertainment. The, okay, uh, so no. This game is pixelated, isometric Dark Souls. Oh, that okay. Is exactly what it is. Uh, so okay. That the, the the buttons are practically identical. Uh, if you have a set number of healing items that reset when you die. Uh, I didn't make it far enough to get to a checkpoint, uh, but you were just <laughs> navigating dungeons. The the monster, like, but it's got leveling up your stats and all that sort of thing. And yeah, it, okay. it's, yeah, it's a very it's, robust system of stats. Yeah, it, it but it's for people who like Dark Souls, but would wish it were two D or isometric. Mm-hmm. It, that is that is the game it is. Okay. Like, yep. It's Norse themed too, if they, if that. Okay, yeah. Well, I did, I did not grab that thing. from the demo, so you got further than I did. Oh, I didn't grab it from the demo Dude, either. It has I'm no vowels. At other, well, okay, it has two vowels and then two consonants. That's and with Norse. fantasy, the I, uh, fair enough, I guess. I, don't I just know. with fantasy, it could be anything. You're right. Did anybody else um, brave the line for Mafia Three? No, no. no? <laughs> okay. I was surprised Short to see Mafia answer. Three because I hadn't seen the press conference where it was announced. Yes, like, I hadn't heard of this. I was super yeah. surprised when I walked into South Hall or West Hall, wherever it was, and it was just a big thing for Mafia Three. I'm like, is Mafia that big of a deal for a lot of people? Like, it was apparently, apparently, like they're treating it like a big release. I always remember Mafia was kind of like a middle of the road, like not like a bad game, just like a middle of the road in terms of importance of release for the company. Mm-hmm. Did you try it out? It wasn't. There was nothing to try out, but I did oh. go in. in I stood in line, went to the theater, watched it, and it was probably my my favorite non RPG game of E three, and poss- oh. possibly. Uh, my favorite, including RPG game. I don't. I have to think about that. I'm not 100 percent sure so yet. What the heck did they show in this I demo? Great. Um, <sighs> think. Uh, I don't know what they show in the demo. Think. Uh, I mean, it's Grand Theft Auto at this point, but um, you know, with its own mafia-related twist. Well, it's um, it's it's um, it's New Orleans. Although they they don't use the 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 name New Orleans, they have a different name for the city. In the late '60s. Um, and focuses a lot on, on racial tensions. The, the main character is African American. Uh, the music is amazing. Like to me, that was actually the best part of the demo. Um, amazing music uh, that plays in in the demo. They played it over the gunplay. Um, like like uh, think like a ZZ Top, like uh, like real um, Southern rock. And I asked the I asked the developer, is that just for the demo, or you know, will the actual game include? That kind of music during the action License sequences, instead of just coming through the car radio, he said, "No, that's uh, that's the way the game is going to be." And I, no, uh, I thought it was great. It worked awesomely to have the music play there, and uh, it looks great. Obvious, you know, obviously next gen systems, uh, and I really enjoyed uh, Mafia Two. So to me, that's uh, a no brainer to to look forward to it. Yeah, I was I was very impressed by it. I I can't wait. Cool. But yeah, 
Wow. Um, Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter. I um, had some hands on with that, but again, no. Is no that more. another adventure game, Sherlock yeah, Holmes? Yeah, yeah. From that, like that, that French developer. That, or that, that, yeah. They they make their Sherlock Holmes games. Yes, they do. <laughs> Like do you get now. to play as a dog in this one? No, but okay. he, he, he is in it. That's Sherlock Holmes. Oh, okay. Do, do, you, do you play as the devil? Uh, this is going to blow you guys away, but you get to play as Sherlock Holmes. Oh, okay. all right. Well, yeah. I, okay, well, this is, I'm going to need a few minutes. And I don't want to I don't want to uh, spoil it, but you may or may not be solving some cases. Uh, okay, but all right, I won't don't spoil it. I deny I, that. You, you didn't play Phoenix Wright by accident, right? I did play okay. Phoenix Wright. Right. Um, <laughs> I played Siberia 3. I played, you know, a bunch of other games, but... Lots of um, I didn't even know Siberia I 3 enjoyed, was here. Yeah, no, I didn't I, know it was here either. Oh, um, it was Daily? by appointment only, but um, oh, I asked was, and... <laughs> who, who had that? Uh, no one. They were just oh, there. no I'm one. Just, I, mean, this... I actually just bugged them at their door and uh, they, they just, yep, in? yep, come on in. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they can't have had many appointments. I didn't even know, like you said, I didn't even know they were here. All right. Yeah, they Apparently there was some sort of Telltale Games Batman adventure. Game. Oh yeah, that was in the concourse. Yeah, and but appointment only. Yeah, right? so I think we passed. I didn't get to see that. For sad. for anyone listening along, the concourse appointment rooms are kind of like a cubicle farm. Each company gets a tiny cubicle, and in that space, they they do pretty much whatever they want. And Telltale. Did the best, I think. I, I just wandered past yeah. and stuck my head in. Yeah. Uh, for years, they've had did. the best concourse booth, actually. It was like the CEO's office. They've had, like, chick turkey legs and crap in the past. <laughs> there, man. It's, I think yeah. they were serving drinks in there. Yeah, no, they. it's true. They've got, like, a little executive lounge, and then you hang out there for a little bit, and then they take you back and give you a presentation on their adventure game for the year. They know how to throw a party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we I, saw it for um, Borderlands. We went there. Yeah. It was um, unfortunately when I walked past, um, and I, I did stay outside for maybe a few five minutes, w- hoping to get invited in. No, you it was to decidedly, ask more it, and it was decidedly many more cool and pretty looking people than I am. So I think they uh, also get a lot of celebrities going to their thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. I tell Telltale Games I'm wide appealed because they are very accessible, mm-hmm. and they're and they're just interactive movies, so it, it's very easy for people to get into them, especially if you're, even if you're not into games. Yep. So they draw big crowds. They draw some crowds. And I mean, I, think about the licenses. So. I feel exactly. sad I did yeah. not see Conan O'Brien on the show floor this I, year. Yeah, I have upsetting. in the past, but, you know, not this year. Yeah, the only people of fame I ran into, of any level of Im, uh, import that I ran into, I literally ran into. Uh, uh, what, you literally the, ran the, into Yoshinoro Ono or whatever yeah, his so name the, is? Yes, the Street Fighter Capcom, director. And then you almost... Knocked, knocked over, over Todd, Todd Howard, Howard um, from Bethesda next to his brother. I was I was trying. I think to, his name I, is Jeff Howard. I, I was I was trying to go. Yeah, who was in line? In it's front a of family of first yeah. names, apparently. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I I was trying to go for three for three. Though these these each happened on a different day, and on Thursday I was trying to find some. I was hoping you'd piss on Miyamoto or, or something. I yeah, I, I didn't see and Miyamoto. Didn't. No, I, didn't, I didn't see yeah. him. I didn't. I didn't Which I'm glad him. we didn't have an incident. <laughs> I, I didn't. Know. I didn't find there wasn't. Bad Mark Kearney wasn't life. there, so I couldn't Bad bump into him. Yeah, you didn't like try to assault <laughs> Charles Martinet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you didn't. You know, claw after Reggie. Uh, I, I just. After in fairness, that like every time I bumped into them, it was without my knowledge. There was no ill intent. I was just looking the other way. Ran into Rick Fox on on Tuesday. I don't know who that is. Um, former basketball player. Oh, okay. He was there um, for 2K. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sports ball. Uh, sports I did. Ball. Yeah, sports ball. 
I did run into Charles Barkney, voice, L- voice of Mario. No. Oh. <laughs> Nothing so fun. Now. We could have had the three yeah. for three. Did the that three great, yeah. no. I, I actually probably am now going to associate the voice of Mar- Mario with disappointment and failure. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? That is because I was in the line to play Zelda, and the line chopped off a few people ahead of me, and as a, as a balm to the wound... He went down the line, was shaking people's hands and having photos taken with them, saying, "Glad you could come out here. Nice to meet you." And then I didn't get to play Zelda. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. I'll never have another chance. No. Well, yeah, you can when the game comes out. Well, we need a Wii U. That's for that. how that works. Oh, yeah. You not not okay. even that. So I don't have that either. Or an, or an NX. NX. Yeah. Uh, whatever that is. What's the NX? We don't know it's, yet. It's, we'll find out in like a month. I have no idea why they didn't bring it here, but whatever. It will just be the next thing I don't have or won't have. Gentlemen, <laughs> are there any other games you want to talk about? I don't want to talk about any VR. I don't want to talk, oh, I didn't get into it. Oh, I want to talk about crazy. VR, but I didn't get to play any VR. I won't what I learned, and the problem is I just didn't care at that point. When, when there was only two hours left of the show, the Bethesda VR lines were super small. So we could have gotten in then, okay. probably. But at that point, I'm like, I don't feel like moving anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to fall over somewhere. They're... E3 Live. Let's say E3 Live. You, you guys thing. went and checked out E3 Live. Don't. I, I avoided that. That was awful. It was like a ghost town of like product placement tents and like <coughs> buy our crap. Like Loot Crate had a and store Doritos. there, which was the best looking store out of them. Then there was some other store, which had was called Bait, I think, was selling shirts and stuff, and then another store was selling stuff, and then Monster was just displaying product, nothing for sale, I didn't even know if you could try it out, and then Alienware had some games that were playable with a line, I didn't really understand it, and Vive had some lines to try out Vives, and then Pop-Up Gaming had a little thing which is like Vives with like uh, the ability to like kind of walk in place or something like that. Um, I, I don't really understand what they're about. And then WB had a booth, which was the most elaborately constructed booth out of all of them. It had an inside, it had nice design and Lego stuff going on there. It's the only ones who and tried. You could go in there, and it was a long wait. Um, well, it probably was a long wait. When I was there, there was like nobody in line. Um, it was just kind of sad. And it was. It was. It was a huge. Uh, from everything I heard, it was a huge dud. And for overshadowing all of this, next to E3 Live, technically a separate event, from what I could tell was the Doritos Mix Arcade, which is a giant arcade box with Doritos artwork all over it that people could actually play with giant controllers. Uh, I don't really know how it worked. How giant are we talking? We're talking giant. Pretty giant. Well, you saw it. What do you, you tell me. Well, this is, this is not a visual medium. and uh, I just saw it from behind the fence. I don't know how to estimate feet and height. Okay. 100 feet. <laughs> 3 million feet. Somewhere between those two. How I many copies know. of Kingdom Hearts 2.8 tall was it? Um, Are they stacked sideways <laughs> or vertically? Let's go vertically. Vertically. Alternating. Um, or just the disc. Probably, mm, I would measure it in terms of disappointment. And <laughs> I don't know. Was it a mile of disappointment? It was a mile of disappointment. <laughs> the disappointment I had for Chrono Cross divided by the disappointment I had... I don't know. So oh, <laughs> Chrono Cross had that cute dog and... Yeah. That alien. It just wasn't what I wanted. There was, the, uh, was, there was the naughty VR booth. Next to... But seriously, there are people in front of this... 
We'll get to that in a second. In front of the Doritos thing. We never got Saying, come on yeah. in, guys. Free Doritos. Like, that was supposed to make you come in. and Because there's nobody there. And they had, like, at one point, they had distributed tickets for this thing. But by the end of the show, it was so dead, they were letting anybody in who wanted to come in. And they're shouting at people on the street to come in and be marketed to by Doritos. And no, what a surprise. Nobody was biting on that. Tonight, <laughs> oh, they had a concert money. with Mixmaster Mike's. And Jeff, DJ Jazzy Jeff, it's a free concert. They were yelling at us to come off the street, and we chose to record this podcast instead of go to that. Um, <laughs> we're fun. But it's like, wait, how do you have a concert with just the DJs and not the MCs? But whatever. Um, they, I guess it'd be more of a dance thing at that point. And then inside the show was the, you know, obviously, Booth of E3, Naughty America, VR porn. Which got had a, lines. It, it had lines from. by the it end of it. Really People walking away cheering about it. it. Was, yeah, it, it, I've it, experienced it VR porn. Well, it, was, it was weird because it was in like this back corner of one of the halls where normally there's it's just where a all few the, scattered It's where people. all the crappy booths are. Yeah. Um, it's a very specific area. It, yeah. And like, it, it was a booth away from Warhammer Inquisitor. Well, except their booth was nice. They were a professional it's, booth. It is where all the inexpensive booths are. Yes. And because it's not very enclosed, it's very out in the open, Warhammer did their best to actually put on a nice demo. No, they, that they, it was a very professional set. And, but, yeah. but obviously they're trying to save some money. Or, yeah. Because, you know, those smaller developer. expensive. It's a smaller developer. Yeah. It's expensive to go to yeah. And But Naughty America, it's, I bet they're going to get lots of money because people like porn and they're showing off their porn. Well, I talked to somebody who, I guess, I don't know if he did it or if he just heard from somebody else that it wasn't, I wasn't really uh, VR or 3D of any kind. It was just, uh, just watching like porn a, a, the way he described it to me. This is not like one of those, I know a guy who knows a guy. This really was somebody else telling me. This wasn't me and I'm changing the, the names of the industry. Okay. Um, he said it's just basically clipping a phone into a set of goggles in front of your face and then wherever you turn your head that will move with you. It will stay in your, that in is your line of sight. the least interesting description of VR porn. I, yeah, no. Well, like, that's the way it was like they, to me. They, they suddenly ruined any excitement I may have had for like, VR, VR porn. Like, VR porn is actually a thing already. No, that of course it is. That is a thing you can get where they insert, like, they basically put you in the headspace of where an actor is who's wearing some sort of camera rig, right? Yeah, I, so I, I, I would guess. you get to experience sex from their viewpoint. And so the idea that this is not even that is even weirder I would think. Well, the fact that it was like drawing a crowd, even at like one person would have to experience it and go like, "Yeah, they slapped a screen on a pair of goggles." Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Now everyone want to say, "I saw the VR porn." Man. Yeah, that's gotta be what it is. Um, did anybody wait in line for the VR porn? No, no. Yeah. I, ch- I I saw it and chuckled. I like I wanted. I did to, walk by yeah. to see like this if is actually there, yeah. thing. What are they? What are they doing? Because this is amazing that this is even here. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, what, you know, what are you gonna? Do? You're just gonna sit there and. You're in public. I don't know. You can't do like, anything. Yeah, <laughs> I, this is kind of weird, right? So, yeah, big surprise. I, I think I'd rather wait in line for Zelda. I'd much rather wait in line. Well, for yeah, Zelda but for hours. yeah, Zelda's good. I was trying to think okay. of something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So like, I'd rather well, wait in line for fifteen, but I wouldn't have had to. But like, uh, well, people have been waiting throughout this entire podcast, so thank you for listening, dear listeners. Um, We'll get you back to RPG Cast either in a couple days or in a week. I'm not sure yet because I'm not sure we're going to have much to talk about on the regular show at this rate because I think we talk through all the news here that matters. Uh, yeah, RPG related yeah. stuff out of E3, most Mostly, of it. Mostly, at least. 
most yeah. of it. Probably I not everything. There might be a no. We, there's stuff. There's there's stuff we missed. There's but, always yeah. stuff you miss. Uh, it's a hard show to to get everything out of, but it's easier than it was like I would say eight years ago. Um, Communication is really easier. Kind of, yeah. No, there's just less stuff, and you know there was a whole other hall, Kensha Hall back mm, then, okay. and things were more dense and you'd go to Namco Bandai they'd have a booth on the floor and have 10 games in it you know and it's just it's a different market now um I want to thank you all for coming and, and putting in hard work putting up stories this week it was nice thank you yeah. thank um, you and it's a fun time alright yeah. until it isn't <laughs> and a good experience and thanks for suffering through this podcast without the air conditioner on um I'm gonna go put it back on now ah <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Do we want to give a game of the show? Oh, off the off just before we sh- sh- yeah, close out. Yeah, game pick? of the show or RPG of the show? Oh, both. Oh, well, I've already given my game of the show. This okay. game of the show is Mafia, Mafia Three. Three. Yep. So now you have to pick an RPG. Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I think Final Fantasy Fifteen is my game of the show only because it epitomizes the disillusionment and disappointment I have with the industry and this event as a whole as of right now. Um, if I have to actually choose a serious answer, I don't know that I have one yet because I, I'm terrible at picking a best and committing. Sure, no, right? and, and these and these are obviously not like not set in stone things. These are legally binding. No, legally binding, yeah. 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 I would like to be able to say I am Satsuna, but I don't know if that's going to turn out to be an awesome thing. Uh, what do I have the most fun playing? Hmm. I didn't play enough. I never feel like I play enough. Yeah, play more video games. games. You never do it. I, I'm gonna go. Home I and played play more below. Video. You did. I, I played play below. below. I'm gonna pick that because I don't know what that game's gonna turn into. <laughs> that game was it's, seriously it's intriguing. I just it's, walked around. I lit some fires. You light a fire. You go to a dream world where you can manage and store your inventory and then keep your items there or take them back into your and come back. <laughs> But it's a roguelike. I died. I started at the very beginning. I think I'm not really sure, and I don't know there's what you're got, supposed there, to do. There it. has to be like a set like level number of levels you go down where there's like an. Well, end. I got down to level one. Yeah, no, we, yeah, I noticed that. It, it's it's an intriguing. I love the art style. I love the visual look of it all. You collect items. You craft with them, and then yeah. you there's combat, and you you got to the like, combat looked a you little. You got to defend yourself, and dinky, the, it, the but... combat felt good though. Oh, okay. it, it felt responsive. It, I didn't play it. He did. <laughs> You have to shield yourself, and then you can attack the things, and you have to be really careful against the big ones, because they'll hurt you a lot. And then eventually you lose health, and you need to eat food to get your health back, except it's not an immediate one-to-one restore. And there, you have food, and water, and health, and I don't know how Below works. I don't think they're telling anybody. But <laughs> no. they were sitting there, well, they, they and they were saying that they, it's for you to figure out. So and the I community like will have to delve I'm... into Below on their own and figure that out. Um... That game looks And I'm a sucker cool. for that sort of stuff. It does look great. And it, it looks felt good cool. to explore, but it could be very frustrating if you have to start over every time you mess up. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot to explore, and it'd be bad to have to do it all over again. Um, all right. Zach, do you have a game of the show? I do. Uh, RPG of the show, uh, I am going to take uh, I Am Setsuna. Okay, I thought you were going to say, I am going to take Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'll take a stand. I'm going to punch you. As the one who has not played it, I feel best qualified to call it good. <laughs> you are the best qualified to call it the best of the show. Are you going, I am Setsuna then. All right. Yep. Uh, it it didn't uh, try to overwhelm me. I feel like a lot of the show tried to overpower me with how cool the games were, how flashy, how loud, how slick, how next-gen. But I Am Satuna just gave a uh, 
uh, comfortable but not not stagnant role playing experience, and that that was nice. The the soothing piano music definitely helped. <laughs> and for non RPG, I'm going to take a uh, very strange choice. Um, in the Indicade booth, they also had board and card games, and I came across a a weird experience. Uh, it was called Beautiful Corner. It's a uh, master's project by a, a group, and it the way it was described was an escape room event, only you're not trying to escape, it's just a, a narrative experience. So the people set up a... Uh, Tool. So it's like one of those dinner party murder mysteries then, right? <laughs> but it's not about death. It's about okay. uh, child, childlike wonder and exploring the nature of magic and solving some puzzles to... The nature of magic, you know, that real thing that actually... What? Childlike wonder and imagination okay. equals magic. I don't have any of yeah. that anymore. <laughs> you know, there, there were uh, paintings in the wall that popped open and you could find VR... Uh, not VR... Uh, Old school VR. Uh, is this a video game? Or no, a board it, game. It's or it's a large, it's a kit that you like. It wasn't role playing. It was an, live action yeah. gaming. Okay, it, it's like an art installation. Oh, oh, okay. So it's not like you can do this in your house. No. Okay. You, I, 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 it, it was set up by the people themselves. Okay. As like a yeah interactive experience. So you can get three D glasses and you solve puzzles and explore parts of the room, find stuff. And, and if animals. you fail, they kill you. You just don't get to experience oh, okay. childlike wonder, <laughs> VLR style, baby. <laughs> okay, yeah. and it was just a soft, gentle, interesting uh, push. To, uh, looking at the ways that games can help us uh, experience the world in, in a different way than some of the stu- other stuff that I played during the con did. So. Last Guardian. Last Guardian. Not playable. Wasn't it's not playable. Not an RPG. Barely at the show. Wasn't Barely at the, the show. show. It wasn't. No, there was a uh, there was an interactive video wall with with the Griffin. It was at the show. It was in the press conference. It was in the press conference. Doesn't not even matter. Show. All it had. Yeah. It had. That's an official three press conference. It had ten characters that I cared about, and those ten characters or nine characters, I guess, hmm. were October twenty fifth. <laughs> <laughs> So as far as I'm what concerned... What about an RPG? What uh, RPG is... I'm probably going to have to go with I Am Setsuna. I Am Setsuna. Because okay. uh, of all the ones I played, it felt probably because it is complete. Uh, it felt <laughs> the most complete. It did... Um, yeah. It, 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 it was, Final I'll, Fantasy XII is pretty complete, except that demo was kind of broken. The demo was boring. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, the, but I Am Setsuna gave me a very... I, I enjoyed playing I Am Setsuna, whereas other RPG demos I played... Were very or going, but they, they were very very scattershot. Or no, no tyranny. I forgot about tyranny. Never you mind. did forget Tyr- about tyranny. I forgot about tyranny. It's tyranny. I forgot about tyranny. It's a tyranny. Now it's tyranny. It's not, now it's tyranny. I forgot about instead tyranny. of I am Setsuna. It's tyranny. I am Setsuna is the it's lost because of tyranny. Yeah. I, tyranny is a pretty good choice. Honestly, yeah. that yeah. thing's looking good. It's looking good. I love Obsidian. Uh, I am Setsuna is a very good honorable mention. It, it surprised me. My best surprise of the show. We'll call it. Well, gentlemen, we've gone nearly three hours. I promised you a one-hour show, so I yeah, was completely fun. failed you. <laughs> but I felt like we were getting good, good, dis- good discussion. So thanks for bearing with it. Um, thank you, listeners, for listening. We have because of, well, I mean, what else are you gonna do, right? This has been RPG Cast three eighty eight. I think is the number. I don't have my notes in front of me, keeping track of all this. But uh, we're gonna be back 
here a couple days next week. Um, until then, RPG Cast is you know on iTunes. Subscribe, do all that stuff. Facebook.com slash RPGamer, YouTube.com slash RPGamer.com. See the trailers from the show. Go to the site, RPGamer.com, of course. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back next time. Until then, goodbye. 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 Where's the button? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>